0: Welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, Michael Damiani. How's it going, everyone? Ian Hank. Hi. And my Doug Trio Snap and Co moderator, Daniel Bloodworth.
1: Hello. Doug Trio. Doug Trio. Wow, I don't think I've actually seen it, Doug Trio. It's
0: the first thing you saw. It's like literally one of the first Pokemon. Dodrio.
1: Is it Dodrio? I it was the
0: do-
2: oh. Is it Dodrio? Oh, yeah. yeah Doug okay. Trio is a little like, mole guys. What do you see? Yeah. Oh. I was so well, maybe lost. For a what do you know, Jones? They, yeah, no. <laughs> they might be in there. might be in there.
3: There's a desert level.
0: Distinguished guests, <laughs> this is not the first time we'll be correcting Pokémon names or talking about them. <laughs> Distinguished guests, we are here to talk about some of the biggest events in the world of video games, but before we do that, we must first answer for all of the mistakes we made last week. Daniel Bloodworth, begin corrections music, please. Boop! Uh, Ian, RE2 Remake was announced way back in 2015. It was this like really uncomfortable conference room video of him being like, oh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna we, do this, and we, we were it. like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Was awesome. I remember being so skeptical and just like, whatever. Like, this is just gonna be some weird PC port. I forgot tool. about that.
3: I forgot about um,
0: that.
1: I never forgot about so that. Releasing so, releasing in 2019
0: was actually quite a ways to wait, but I think we'd all just kind of given up on it. I don't know. The real
3: announcement, the real announcement was... Yeah. <laughs> the affirmation, uh,
0: Bethesda's creation engine and Gamebryo are kind of the same thing. We talked about engines. I'm sure we were going to get a bunch of corrections. That was the main one. Um, according to Marcus, three run Crash Four had mediocre sales. It did okay, and uh, the insane trilogy sales uh, bottomed out after a while. They were they the game sold very fast, but um, I said I was surprised, you know, after their success, that they were being, you know, that uh, Toys for Bob was making Call of Duty stuff now, and you we were like, well, did it's Ned. It, that- Sorry, I still, funny well. came up. I still think it did well. I still think of things to come back. That just it like did well, that, but there's this quote that went around recently
1: about. where they're they're like, "We want everything we do to do Call of Duty numbers." And I'm like, sure, <laughs> so does everybody <laughs> else. Luck,
2: bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah Crash yeah, doing that. Work. I mean, maybe something like Ratchet and Clank has a chance, but
3: not even, dude, not mm. a chance.
2: Uh, I I laughed That's that cool. Tim Sweeney had to point
0: out the consoles last week. That's so the court knew what they were not. To prove that Tim Sweeney oh. knew what they were, uh, t- frankly I didn't care. I just, <laughs> it was funny, but like obvious. Yes, that makes sense. That's so. <laughs> somebody in the jury could be like, the the ostentatious one is the PlayStation Five. Got it. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a Pokemon called Slakoth. Not Slay Slagoth was a Monster Hunter monster, but Flag- Slakoth wasn't it? S- Slaygoth was the thing that wasn't a Pokemon, but there is a Pokemon called Slakoth. So. Uh, if you were to assume that there would be, you'd be one letter off, so that would be understandable. Yeah. Uh, there was a magazine, there was a magazine called Play. Uh, yeah, OPM no, no, no. just is rebranding mm-hmm. as it, and the company also published that, so they were just like, why don't oh. we take this crew that should be working on fun stuff and this brand that we already have and bring back Play, so I was like, cool. Yeah. I thought I was tripping.
3: Will it still just cover PlayStation? Do we know?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I think that's, yeah, the, it's just losing that official PlayStation magazine. Uh, like, okay. So that's yeah they're just not being branded that way they're not that associated with sony i guess that fresh hot gaming magazine news coming from these dollars podcasts and finally from duncan corrigan on
0: youtube i'm a game designer based in sydney so here's some aussie made games we question, we can think of some in the top of our heads hollow knight Untitled goose game Mm -hmm. golf story golf with your friends moving out hands of fate uh hand of fate excuse me hacknet Antichamber, armello city of brass framed Ermaragani, Ermarangi Generation, Necrobarista, Grace Bruxner Presents The Haunted Island, a frog detective game. We have also have some notable publishers like Fellow Traveler that put out In Other Waters and Genesis Noir. And finally, some upcoming Aussie games include xo one which I am pumped for, which actually got to uh, check out a little yeah. bit of, um, and uh, it's very, very cool. It's like SSX means UFOs. Wayward Strand, The Artful Escape, and Heavenly Bodies. Yeah, Australia. Uh, and, and corrections music, please. Uh, Those are and
1: all uh, sick. also, uh, Borderlands pre-sequel is brought up, which is very famously, like, just themed around Australian accents and stuff. On the moon, as as if the moon is <laughs> Australia.
0: Crunch that corrections music. Nice. We have things. We get to talk about VR coming up, and I love talking about VR. I love being moderator of well, this podcast, so I'd be like, guess what? We're talking about VR. Ha-ha. Yeah, VR. We're gonna talk about earnings. Ubisoft is, is talking about doing one thing and then doing another. We're gonna play a game guessing what Japanese publisher revenue has been. Talk about the video game Hall of Fame, which we don't talk about that much, which should be way bigger than it actually is. Don't uh, know and much about because it. we have to, and it's hilarious, talk more about Epic V Apple. But I wanna start with the silver lining, something we can be proud of, something we can be happy about. Uh, if I say Shirley Curry, does anybody know who Shirley Curry is? Shirley Curry fisky mm, Skyrim know. grandma does anybody know who Skyrim Grandma oh, is? oh
3: yes yes I do
0: Damiani do you know about the Skyrim grandma Mm-mm. Shirley Curry is eighty uh, something I think eighty three she's pushing eighty loves Skyrim plays it all the time streams it a bunch and has actually taken all, a little break from streaming it because people were like you're playing Skyrim wrong and it's like you know there's there's no well, depth well, that this industry gosh. you know can sink to other you know more than accosting and plus 80 year old woman who's enjoying a, a very old open world RPG and play the way she <laughs> wants to play it because who cares. Um, long story short, she is, can now be, uh, you can mod her into the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. You can care, you can t- have her around as an NPC follower. She will follow you and she provided <laughs> a voiceover for it. This was produced by Nexus. Mods. Oh my God. So, cool. so if you want Shirley Curry to follow you around and talk about stuff, I don't know how much VO is in there. One would hope she was in the booth for weeks and just literally points at absolutely every little thing. Um Bethesda has also promised that she'll be in the Elder Scrolls 6 somewhere, but we know how much Bethesda
1: promises her oh, worth. Interesting. We'll see.
0: I
2: love Hitting that. NPC,
1: nice. It would it would be Good funny way. if like her playing it wrong would just be like slapping any NPC that kinda like talks back to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You're gonna aggro them. That would be amazing. Like, I, I don't like the way he, he looked at me. Just rushes into battle.
0: <laughs> From what I've seen, she's very nice. She's
1: very, very nice. Nice.
0: PlayStation 5 VR got an update. What's exciting about this, uh, especially fresh off of the, all the Epic v Apple you know, leaks and it was stuff. It's all like, rumored, though, right? Is, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just rumors of what they're talking to about with their partners. Uh, I also bring this up because the HTC announced the 5K Vive Pro 2. Uh, so it's really interesting to say. A lot of people weighing in, apparently Apple is thinking about making a VR headset. So I'm going to talk about VR uh, to kick it off because we don't <laughs> every now and then. Whenever I talk about VR the podcast, there's always like one comment on YouTube. It's like, yeah, like, thanks, VR guy in the back. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see how well VR does, how much money people are going to spend on VR in this generation. Not sure how models of VR headsets get into it. Um, but uh, So this wasn't an official release. It's not a uh, blog on Sony's website. This is just what uh, allegedly they are sharing with their partners. Damiani, 4,000 by 2,040 pixels. That's 2,000 to 2040 per
2: eye. Isn't, so that sounds good, that but I did... Earlier this week, I did see the what was it the new Vive? Well, you just you literally just said it. I'm the not... 5K Vive Pro Two, which has it right I'm... there in the title. 5K. I mean that. Is... I, I understand how ridiculously expensive it is, but I, isn't it, its resolution probably like way more? I, I, I like that's the thing. Like, is that a lot? What you're saying for VR or not? I feel. Bad. I have no idea.
1: I I think sounds like it's better than the Quest Two.
3: It's more than the Quest Two. Yeah, okay. the Quest Two is like, like, where, like yeah. Where does it sit in the rankings
2: I'm... there? Yeah, like yeah. I need some. Yeah, it. so it's
1: 4k versus 5k. Quest, Quest 2 is
3: 1832 by
2: 1920
3: per eye uh, uh, in yeah, doing The, the psvr one was only 960 by 1080 per eye okay. So this is so, like so more it,
2: than double. Okay, so it's a big yeah. it is a big jump. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, sorry Jones uh, Would you like to know the leader the current VR leader in VR headset resolution for consumers? What's, what, yeah, what's the top? Who's winning? On. I'd never heard of this headset before. The HP Reverb G2. Sounds cool. Wow. Whoops, we thought we Whoops. were covering Reverb this industry, G2, man. The <laughs> HP, HPB, and HP. You know, yeah, Reverb HP. G2, uh, and I guess was launched w- with you know. Can't
3: build a printer worth a damn.
0: Consumers but... knowing, and, and again, I'm taking a lot of this from Upload VR, who has been uh, <laughs> reporting on uh, all of these updates, and. Uh, I just thought that was funny that I hadn't heard of it and they were the clear leader in resolution. Uh, the HTC 5K Pro 2 is 800 bucks. You can pre-order it now. I scrolled through this website with the intent to buy, even though I wasn't going to. But I wanted to get in that mindset of like, okay, you know. And it reminded me of like, you know when you plan on building like a moderate PC and you're just like, I don't need these bells and whistles. Two cards, two things side by side. I don't need that. And I'm then are not you, familiar with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what, you, what what? What is this? <laughs> <We're Yeah. talking laughs> what to bells and whistles? Well, crazy. I mean, there's a yeah, the difference what? between wanting it and actually spending money on it. You okay. Know, so you're, you're, yeah. You're, literally no, there's look, not. you're looking you at the, the boxes. A, You didn't get a thread ripper, so
2: <laughs> it's like. I didn't get a thread ripper. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wait, did I? Wait, did
3: is you? mine a thread ripper? I don't remember.
0: You got cut.
2: gotta cut corners somewhere. The bells and whistles add up, Jones. Um I'm, cu- I'm curious, the, the thing it seems like everyone wants from VR that seems to be like the biggest premium cost and hardest thing to nail down is wireless VR. That seems to be, like, the buzz mm-hmm. that people want. Like, they don't they want like have the headset sure. wireless. Which it seems like everybody's dealing with the, with the exception of Sony. Again,
0: uh, the, okay. this stuff isn't official. We've seen the controllers. We haven't seen any form factor for what the headset is going to look like. Um, I think the most interesting part of what Sony has said so far is just that they're, they're interested. That, like, they're actually, yes, right. we're going to spend money on this soon. You know, not, like, way
2: late. Well, Not, not like, Animal Crossing late, you know. Would um, that be because of what Gabe Newell recently said? That the uh, uh, Steam oh, yeah. or Valve exclusives would be coming to consoles maybe later this year. We uh, uh, you, and then everyone just immediately assumed, mm, oh, Half Life Alex, what or what was it? Val- uh, Valve. He said there yes. would be more info
1: about yes, that later. So, yeah, shut Damiani down.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it turned out that to be good. true, <laughs> you would think Half Life Alex. Would be like, this coming to PSVR, would be it. Like, that's the big yeah, thing, right? So maybe... Sal's not
1: making a lot of games, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not- there's
2: but not also, a lot of options. But also, like, the older yeah. classics aren't on current gen. Like uh, uh, Like, the Orange mm-hmm. Box isn't on anything beyond 360 PS3. Right, I mean, it's on PC. Left 4 Dead would be nice
1: to but get a for, remaster. Yeah,
2: for the purpose of VR, though, Jones, mm-hmm. Half Life Alex coming to consoles, maybe to PlayStation first. Mm-hmm. This PS VR update that could be one of the reasons because they're dealing behind the scenes and are like, yeah, we want that Half Life Alex like very soon. A lot of people said that when they saw the controllers, which we have seen, and there were some people that thought we should have talked about that
0: more. So that also contributed to us leading the podcast with. Uh, talking about updates to PlayStation 5 VR. But the controllers, you got the, the haptics, so they um, they push back just like the Dual Sense. They track in the headset camera so there's less setup. Uh, you're wired in, supposedly. They haven't said it's not or it is, but I'm assuming the PlayStation VR is going to be wired in. Um, yeah, I think so. Because it's got to be competitive visually. And uh, so that obviously the quest 2 has a lead but then you get all these potential exclusives sony can put on there plus you know potentially a cheaper way to play stuff like you were saying damiani with half-life alex um and uh controllers got the analog sticks for finger position sensing uh and uh so a lot of people when they saw those were like alex here we go they're definitely gonna make a
2: push to do that nice uh
0: eye
1: tracking too is another big thing in that rumor um oh, so the, yeah. the the headset will see where you're looking and so it'll be more accurate if like you're like if you're aiming at a thing and you throw it's gonna like adjust based on what you're looking at. You that's know. the oh, heavy
0: but... rumor side of it. That's the side that they're okay. like, eh that's when it gets a little huberish, you know, where you're just like, and you know, don't be cool. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because it yeah, it, it i was reading up on that bloodworth and it kinda makes you into a mutant where it's like where you throw a thing is half of the aim, the other is that you're actually looking at it and it's like you would you would specify how much you would want one to lean into the other so just like you know auto aim you're just like no 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 where i throw it is when i where i throw it because i've thrown a lot of things in vr very poorly but when you actually do it it feels really good like it's fun if you can actually try to pull that off like super hot if you try to like pick up an ashtray and kill somebody with it like you can do it you get better at it but um um, yeah it's 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 interesting because we have again we talked about apple we talked about all of the you know the people already in the game but specifically just talking about oculus quest 2 5k vive pro 2 and playstation i don't see people picking up anybody really picking up either of these i just see these like perfectly fitting a specific type of consumer the quest 2 is 300 bucks it's all in one like it's such a great sell but if you have a playstation i think it's a smart thing if you don't have any vr hardware to get invested and then the more i read about 5k vive pro 2 uh, which i can get into in a second but do you see these really competing against each other do you see a clear winner here
1: uh i think on a some level oculus and playstation are going to be competing more than anything because they're going to be the most consumer friendly
3: because you don't need a big ass computer to right
1: um and i i think the difference that playstation has and you know i think this is borne out by the original playstation vr is any any headset they put out is going to be seen as a is a playstation peripheral um, and so, number one, they're not going to make it more expensive than a PlayStation 5. So it has to fit, you know, under the those, those price tags. Uh, and number two, they're not going to try to split their user base. I don't think they're going to create another VR headset until the PlayStation 6. So it's got to have, you know, a long life to it.
2: Yeah, I agree. The other thing about the... The five K. I was reading initial impressions from people at the announcement because I was curious because the price tag. You said the eight hundred, but like, there's more. Seven ninety nine. Sp- excuse me. Isn't that like an early price or something? It goes up after a certain point, and then like it's a pre order price, and then there's another component that's like three hundred dollars. That's pretty much a must have for it. So it's really like eleven With or twelve hundred dollars. Every VR hardware I've ever seen oh. has like, well, you can buy
0: the thing that doesn't make it excruciatingly painful. Would you like that as well? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <so I'll laughs> take that.
2: But it seems so high. <laughs> when I got like, the Quest 2, like...
0: my friend gave me like a laundry list. He's like, "All right, you're going to need to spend at least $200 more
2: on this, this, and this and this." Like, "Oh." Even okay. though it's base yeah, based price it seems. The link cable. Yeah, yeah, it seems out of reach for a lot of people still. Like the 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 sure. higher model. Yeah. yeah. Which again, uh,
0: it does not surprise me about the status of VR. What does surprise me is that I'm leading the Easy Eyes podcast this week talking about all these different weird VR <laughs> announcements because there isn't isn't anything that really takes the lead and I just think it's time to just get a refresher for everybody on VR. And the reason why I brought up the PC specs is because I'm looking at the 5K Vive Pro 2 and I'm just like, hey, I am so stoked about my Oculus Quest 2. I can't believe I can wireless this thing now. I haven't even tested that yet. Like that's so exciting. Yeah, me neither. And so it's like 800 bucks on something that I need the big beefy PC to run anyway. Well, with the HTC and all of the fun thing, obviously they've been in the VR development for quite a long time. They got the Vive Tracker 3.0 over there, which you can use as a body sensor. So you got these little extra trackers. And you can either put them on yourself to do crazy things. And again, a lot of people aren't designing games to take advantage of these things. But, like, if you really want to get crazy, like a lot of PC players do, um, you can put that on yourself. Or you can put it on a real-world object. So now anything becomes something that exists in the world. So if you're playing a game and you're like, yeah, I have this object in the world. I don't want a controller to do that. I want the thing to do that. I want it to be a box. I want it to be whatever you put a sensor on Hmm. that. Again, like... You can imagine the the market for VR, and then the market for this thing. <laughs> it's like this is a <laughs> yeah. really tall, small slice. Yeah. So while it's something that HTC is promoting, it's and it's not people buying in. It's you start to you go down that rabbit hole of thinking how that you could potentially use this tech in the future. I could it's see really I could
3: see that being really big for like VTubers and like virtual personality mm-hmm. stuff. Like you could mm. you could do cool stuff with that. Or
0: them potentially thinking of going grassroots with like um, people making like vr haunted houses or vr you know pop-up things it's just like for a very easy price we can come in and just outfit whatever and just put these
1: little suckers on there i mean my my thing for the longest time and i don't know if it exists yet or not it probably does somebody's probably done it in vegas or something it's just like you know creating a laser tag maze Mm -hmm. that like is a real maze yeah but also having a in VR, the textures to make it whatever environment and, uh, you want. A- AR, the VR, void,
0: all maybe? of it. You know, it's like you have all of it running simultaneously. Yeah. That's the void. What's coming to PC yeah. and consoles is fun, but again, like how much? You know, fifteen-year-old birthday parties is really the bleeding-edge tech market. We're talking <laughs> about right now. It's Like, how can we facial tracker? Uh, hmm. Which, when I first heard about, it, I was like, how the hell does that apply to games? It doesn't really. It applies to like yeah. t- t- conferences and and you know business meetings with, you know. Um, play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. You know, like, uh, actually having meetings with people and them tracking your voice and your eyes better and stuff like that. Again, super tiny market, but something that, you know, no, Quest 2's not, not really a talking super about tiny. that much.
1: Uh, actually, with the... Before the original PlayStation VR launched, uh, I was at a GDC thing where they were... They, they had, like, this prototype that uh, never came out in any form. But they were doing things you know they didn't have the sophisticated eye trackers and stuff we're talking about now but they were doing things to try to make sure that the characters eyes from the other players you know were essentially like looking towards you when they were talking at you Mm. and you know head tilts and stuff like that because if you're going to be in a virtual space with other people like eye contact and you know body language and all that is super important yeah
0: um, even just playing something like mini golf with my my buddies like I was like I can't see your eyeballs But I can tell you're looking at me, you know, it's like it's, it's fun You can really you can see a lot of personality come out when all, you get all this uh, uh, Facial tracking so again these things that the VR tech is going to advance in whether we're buying them or not uh, It's just uh, fascinating to see how many companies get involved what they are spending it on and then you got that wireless adapter again It's a bonus so you got to add it to that cart But uh, for the 5k vibe pro 2 which you can pre-order now uh, You can go wireless and uh, if you're curious about how much, how good the PlayStation Five VR needs to do, PSVR, according to Upload VR, sold five million units by 2019. So obviously they've gone past that, but it's nice yeah. to think of five mil as the goal. And hey, yay, five million! PSVR feels good. Volume of people? Out there. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm, I remember it being sold out a lot of the time. So I don't know if they've done it, probably another million since then. I, I, I definitely think it's cooled since 2019. I can
0: see that in an investor's call at Sony. Like, it was sold out a lot of the time.
3: <laughs>
0: I tried. I tried. I, try- I, I bought one. Ted over there,
3: Bob. I did. I bought it. Couldn't get it. My kid couldn't get one.
0: Ubisoft had an earnings call. And earnings calls yes. are they're fun. It's fun when they... it's it's We play telephone. Just like Bye Bye Birdie. You call and it's like, what? You know, Eve said, what? Then, like, he said mm-hmm. to this guy. Um, so, again, this is not, you know, the stuff... Um, uh, we are hearing from other people and ubisoft is fascinating which is why we're going to talk about japanese publishers in just a second boy i want to talk about ubisoft on their own because they are doing really good and screwing up really bad at the same time like i don't i can't think of another <laughs> publisher that has you know the ubisoft story like, capcom yeah. and konami together you know <laughs> how, how do they yeah. manage to do that because you know there's a lot of like hey don't worry everything's going great and i know we might have said some things recently but we're 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 doing everything at ubisoft and part of me thinks like wait a minute valhalla and phoenix rising d- destroyed they both did the like Valhalla especially you know they did really 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 well critics this critics that like sales were great and we just you know <laughs> are, uh, have our final dlc so we're going to be selling into that this year um and then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. Oh, wait, that online mode that, like, n- Watch nothing those. happened. They had delayed it and then just, like, didn't get any traction whatsoever. But Poor then you're Watch like, Dogs. oh, wait, but For Honor and Rainbow Six and all these, you know, all these other things that they're still supporting. Hyperscape, back- dude. Really well. like, Hyperscape, That <laughs> came out.
2: Yeah. yeah, my my roommate, David, I we were talking about something and I was like, yeah, like, and then Watch Dogs Legion, like, that, that came out. I'm like, yes, it came yeah. out last
4: like, like, yep, yep,
2: yep. like, are you sure? I'm like, yes,
0: I'm sure. It
2: came Pretty out. sure. <laughs> yeah. That's how it came and went. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's tough because, Watch Legion is fun. It's very fun. You can recruit all these weird people, and it's a it's a fun game. I recommend it if you like open world Ooh, games. Whoa. But like, you even try brushing up against GTA Five. You even try to have a hint of like, hey, you know, we can maybe bring to you the stuff. Like, they're not going to jump. Like, nobody. It's gonna take a lot for those, like those players, jump to something totally hmm. different, you know. Maybe, to, to a Cold maybe Duty one of their new
2: strategies will. Uh, watch Dogs has a future in their their new strategy that they want to do. Well, what's that? What's the strategy, Damiani? What's there? Because they they may I or
0: may not be mean, doing this, depending something. on who you ask and when you ask them. Oh, well, I thought a that,
1: little overblown, I think. Yeah,
2: but, that's yeah. what the report was that, that while none of their AAA output is gonna change. That was, I think, the misreport is that people thought in exchange for cutting AAA games, Ubisoft was going to pursue more AAA free-to-play style games. But it's right. just in addition to their regular annual output, they mm-hmm. want to do more high-budget free-to-play games because if you look at the – there's a, a graph out there that shows, like, the, the the money share of the market out there. Consoles are cut as big, but it's kind of been, like, stagnant for a while PC is, is sort of expanding but it's about the same as console but like free to play and mobiles is like zzzz, going like skyrocketing and you'd have to be crazy it's like the most obvious thing like this this is like in like old man yelling at clouds like level of like being like if you're annoyed at this because like it's obvious it's like this is going to happen because it's just uh, they're chasing that fortnite type of money like they want to be a part hey, of that and yeah. ubisoft has a lot of ips that is perfect for this these types of games i think i, I think this is only going to end up being really good if it turns out to be what they're actually are doing to steal from a story coming up uh, in court
0: uh, epic when asked about what the 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 next frontier of Fortnite is they said mobile, hands down. They're like mobile is the number one thing. That's why we're court right now. They're like we're not we're not yeah. freaking out about PCs <laughs> and consoles in terms of like what we're limited in doing. They're like mobile is absolutely a thing we need to explode on.
1: Um, well, I think in a brilliant quote. Way do
0: you get that quote? The it, It's right.
1: a funny <laughs> thing because it's like it's it's this it's framed in a sense of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So like the idea is that like okay, everybody that has a console that would play Fortnite is probably already playing Fortnite. Whereas on mobile, it's like there's just millions upon millions of people that could potentially be playing Fortnite that aren't yet. And that's why it's like there's a higher opportunity for growth and just the install base is so much bigger too. Which brings us back to... Ubisoft, yeah.
0: The Division Heartland.
5: I yeah. was reading this, mm-hmm. and then
0: they kind of. And some of the articles I read were like kind of like you know, like Heartland. I was like, Heartland. They announced this just recently, and we have z- like zero to no details, you know, little to none. And uh, I still was like, I don't understand. That what's weird? Why isn't this DLC? And then now reading this, like of course, like you were saying, Damian, it's like of course. Yeah. But it's weird. it's not zone IP. They're kind of hanging on to Division. Like, are they going to try this with Rainbow Six later, or what? You know. I
2: feel like yeah, like Rainbow Six. I think the Tom Clancy stuff makes a lot of sense. In fact, like even. <sighs> mm-hmm. If they want, like, they could even go somewhere and like, like, kill two birds with one stone, bring bringing back a fan favorite thing, because I kind of thought they already maybe did something like this, maybe forgot, like with the Splinter Cell, and and and, and if they want to bring that franchise back, pursuing it either on mobile or bringing it into like the free to play space somehow, because one of the avenues, that the biggest things they do is either go like the battle royale free to play route, or you go the gotcha route, like like Genshin Impact. And while Ubisoft doesn't strike me as the company that's going to go for... The, the the waifu type gotcha thing. They do have a bevy of strong things. I think they make like it's like even Assassin's Creed. Like what if you had a game, the free to play Assassin's Creed game in addition to like the normal story ones where your characters you get are from the different time periods. You actually could mix up different time periods from the animus playing against each other in like almost a battle royale or there, you want that certain samurai skin, you gotta do it this way or you want like the modern soldier and get the, the, the splinter cell skin that there's, or the Ezio Or the whatever skin, like that's it. Like I think that's where this is all gonna go for them. And I and I I think as long as you still get their traditional games, it's like I think everyone's gonna be happy. It's just that initial knee jerk reaction and panic of no, you're gonna take away some of the stuff I like in exchange for this new stuff that's scary and like uh, I view as inferior because of my biases and stuff. You know, that's just you know how this always goes. It seems.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think part of what goes into that and i think they they mentioned this in the clarification a day or so later uh, when people asked them is they are separately already kind of been shaking up how they're handling their AAA games because they've seen that you know putting out assassin's creed every year was having kind of diminishing returns and they're seeing more success if they take the time to polish the game to put in all the content and all the features that they want and then released a really good game and then like Valhalla was like what the best Assassin's Creed sales yes. for I don't know if ever but for a long time and, and so they kind they're of on shuffled track. around their whole there's schedule. no reason to
0: change what's going on with Assassin's Creed right? yeah
1: based well no they did change what just what they were doing with Assassin's Creed and then now they're seeing the benefits from that so like all these other dates we're going to push them back we're mm-hmm. going to them more time we're going to make sure we put out quality games. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same uh, when we'll get into the the Japanese stuff. Capcom is like, hey, we put out really good games and they sell when they come out and then they keep selling year after year. And that's kind of, you know, I think part of the strategy is if if you if you do that, if you if you commit the time to uh, making sure your games are pleasing to people and get good word of mouth, then when you get your sales, you get another wave of people because it's got a good reputation.
2: There's, yeah they're seeing that payoff it's just whenever historically like that doesn't work though that's when they I think that one big failure is the one that turns them off and like they, they do like a, such a severe course correct and and sure. I think historically we've seen like well that might provide short-term solutions and like to their problem and the, like the strategy you outlined bloodworth I think is the best long-term strategy for a lot of these companies and I think more of them are starting to buy back into it. I'm like I'm hoping this new change like you said that happened at Capcom is not just like a temporary like oh for the last 3 4 years I've been doing this like I hope it keeps up. It sounds like it's going to be keeping up. I just wish with like with Ubisoft you're talking about I um it's just sad that we know that some of these games might not be a part of that unfortunately like like who knows what the heck's going on with Beyond Good and Evil too? It's like oh, there's nothing. No, yeah, that's there's no. like that one. Rich, like that's like the sad one. It's like oh, yeah, they're spending like... all this time effort. Except that one's not going to come exist out. Anymore? <laughs> it doesn't. They won't ever cancel it. it. Still says it's in development on their website. It's like right. Oh. But that's actually an interesting <laughs>
1: thing because it, you know, going you know, back to Epic as an example, it's like because they're making Fortnite money, then they can sort of do whatever the heck they want. You know, funding remedy and and. Uh, uh, not Team Eco anymore, but you know the the way to game, and and I, I think that's one of the things. It's like if they can make a lot of money off of these free to play games uh, and that model, you know, then it could result uh, in them having just more creative freedom than the other stuff because the pressure's not on to those games to do much more than make their money back.
0: That's a good call. To... Do you think? Yeah, I was just I was curious if you thought Heartland was going to do well. We don't know anything about it, so
3: I don't mm-hmm. know. I I do wonder, like, because these are all kind of the more hardcore areas. Like, they also have, like, they had Rayman on phones a long time ago, that runner kind of, and, like, makes me wonder if they would try to go after a younger market, like the Roblox crowd with, like, a Rabbids thing or a, you know, something oh, yeah, in Roblox. that arena too. Like, because I think they could kind of hit every, every market on mobile, younger markets too. Yeah, Man sure was, had, i love rayman so
1: i'm pretty sure they've had some rabbits mobile stuff already for sure probably uh it makes sense yeah
2: some of those games would fit really well in there even uh yeah if they could do like crossover stuff like like i know nintendo i mean actually you never know because nintendo does nintendo might, get into mobile yeah, like mario and rabbits i was saying like that game mario actually Rabbids, would be perfect on mobile for me yeah. I'd, it'd be I'd really play that good on, on mobile it. I mean, and it's more of a traditional even, game, but like you imagine, like the well, monetization, the skins, like right. the extra Mario gotcha characters. Y- yeah,
3: yeah, you could gotcha with new rabbits and new mm, Mario characters and exactly. skins for rabbits. Yeah, new guns mm. like. You could gotcha the hell out of, out
2: also, of that. Also, like, superficial gear stuff people love. And, like, like uh, one of their upcoming games at uh, Riders Republic, I think. I, I don't mm. know if that's mm. in the details. Damiani <laughs> dropping the UV titles. I love it. So, yeah. We kind of talked about this uh, on another show I just <laughs> did recently. So it's sure. kind of fresh in my memory. Right. But Riders, I, I, I did remember Riders Republic. Because that seems like a game right for, hey, you want that backpack? You want that, like, custom, oh, like, yeah. you know, frame for your bike or whatever? Like, you want that sticker? Because Trials kind of did that already but they're like in-game loot box, non-paid obviously, but like in-game currency. But people like customization of their vehicles and their, their characters, so that's something they like. What, that's what I'm saying Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs like, is a paid traditional game, but maybe if you made it free to play, you'd get more people to try it out You know, and get a bigger audience, and then maybe they might see a bigger return on microtransactions on cosmetics through a game like Watch Dogs and trying to do that more traditional since it doesn't seem like Legion did as well as it probably should have. If they don't want to give up on that series and maybe repurpose it, uh, Skull and Bones has been delayed now to April yeah.
0: 2022. Do we think they're like shoving Sorry, this into that paradigm? <laughs> Do we oh, think maybe that's, that's why a that they're like buy maybe. boats, you know, like
3: I could see it being free to play. I don't see it on mobile, but. No. um i mean who knows because it's such a just solid gameplay yeah. foundation
0: i don't feel like the gameplay side of this game is what's holding it back i think they just are like we don't we're not sure how what direction to really lean in in terms it of does, like it does seem to why be why you like, keep playing what right. you're getting what right. you get out of beating what other keeps because
3: yeah. like like for honor as an example right like mm. had great gameplay and like got you know it's not unpopular but it, it didn't blow up the way maybe some of us thought it might and like i think that a game based around what the very very solid black flag um naval combat stuff like yeah would would be super cool but yeah i don't know if it has legs and maybe that has been the problem
0: okay. i just imagine this like waterlogged you know, dungeon area like Ubisoft, where somebody ever since Black Flag came out, is just like I've been doing the boats. <laughs> just, you know, no. They just bring a candle down there, like how's it going? Just like ah, you know, this, like delay it another year because it's it keeps coming up in the Assassin's Creed, you know, in other yeah, games, and it's just like much Ubisoft also... and boats
2: is like a whole. Yeah, they love them. How much they've had? I to look mean, at... that was a good system. Yeah. Oh, it's done. Was like, it, Black of Thieves, Flag is like still how much my they've had to ever. look at Sea of Thieves and what they've had to do to try and like. keep their content flowing in a similar style like not exact but you know pirate ships stuff like that and their struggles they've had maybe they've saw like what was going on there like yeah we need to have a better plan than what we had like the 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 the,
3: the parallel is is pretty clear yeah you're totally right like because sea of thieves has shifted more and more into that like battle pass seasons you know kind of structure yeah for sure i
1: I think the difference to me, and Skull and Bones, I think even the t- two times we got to play it was pretty different one time to the next. Right. But to me, the the weird thing with Skull and Bones compared to Sea of Thieves, the Sea of Thieves is a, it's really more about like community in a sense. It's you know, it's about getting on and being with your friends and you doing yeah. whatever is it has of,
3: the arena mode, but which I've never tried because like, I don't want to fight really.
1: Right. So it's like, you can fight other people, but you don't, it's not really what you're necessarily in for. You know, you can be in for that.
3: I mean, a lot of people are, but yeah,
1: but I think that I see. So this it's, is it's being together. Service. It's being together with your friends and yeah. just hanging out. Whereas yeah. skull and bones is more about, competitive play and, you know, navigating into the wind the right way to get the advantage on the other player. And and I just, I think that super, like, PvP kind of focus made it really difficult to see, like, well, w- what's beyond this? You know, am I right. exploring? Am I discovering things? You know, what am I doing with my friends? And I can exactly? imagine,
3: like, the, the balance between realis- realism and, like, speed of play would be a really tough balance to strike because like well, okay, one slow. of the things one <laughs> of the things I love about <laughs> Sea of Thieves is how meticulously realistic yeah. a lot of the physics and stuff are and like a lot of people when they're playing pvp games like yeah they want to be able to do like a bunch of matches so it's like if you've got this rigorous <laughs> simulation game like where a match takes an hour and a half like how's that gonna go it's funny yeah, to go yeah. from
0: like multiplayer wise being shot in the back of the head in call of duty where like i didn't even see the guy that shot me i don't even know i didn't even know the there's an opening cam. in that room go to the kill cam versus right well some games don't have it but uh oh. <laughs> and uh uh versus going to skull and bones where like i see him on the horizon and like a minute and a half later, it's you like, know, we it's attack! Like the slow <laughs> inevitable, you're like, uh, I'm Prep screwed. It was cool. Cannons. It was different. Which I know? love, yeah, I love it. You play a it. lot of games at E3, and there's some appointments you walk out, you're like, well, but
2: nothing yeah, I played that's a was good like point, that. Though, that was neat. It being PvP-focused, like, so many of the strongest and most successful PvP-focused games are free to play. That's how Mm -hmm. they get people. Because you said, like, what else do they offer? It's like, no, it's like the ease, the speed of the matches. Like, you just get in there and stuff, and it's like, here's some cosmetics. Or you want access to this whatever thing. It's how they do it. And even some of the more successful ones have had to, like, shift their, you know, their paradigm a bit as they've seen. Oh, yeah, we maybe should go free to play instead of just charging this much for this game. So, it's
3: funny too because skull and bones like the first big delay my assumption was like okay maybe they're adding like a story or like some kind of (laughs) substantial thing now it's been delayed like three more times and i'm just like well now i have no idea yeah yeah
0: (laughs) it's like
2: what (laughs) we didn't get a
0: scheduling update on the star wars game which i'm i'm very eager to find out more i was not expecting at this point or even you know several months from now getting more information on that and as damiani pointed out no word on beyond good and evil uh, skull and bones being delayed it's like at least skull and bones got delayed <laughs> you know at least right. like, acknowledge it <laughs> it feels bad but it's far enough away for people to be excited about that beyond <laughs> and evil not even good enough to get
3: date that they so don't strange.
1: stick to. well isn't there it's, even like semi-public beta or whatever that like people are just testing that thing out but i don't even know I, like, there was it, the, no like something space monkey squad yeah. or whatever
3: yeah but i don't know if they've ever gotten to play anything
1: we need to track
0: down joseph gordon levin see what he knows <laughs> JGL's in there. That whole
1: thing. had yeah, his oh company that was
0: like yeah. Make stuff that people right. were pissed because they're like, pay yeah, your artists, you know, don't have your artists pay you, you idiots. Um, so oh, I can see man. that both ways. And of course, Far Cry Six, uh, as Damiani mentioned, Writers Republic and Rainbow Six Quarantine, which I is bigger than I thought it would be if it's taking that or if it has been impacted as much as it has by uh, pen- the pandemic this past year. Um, still on track. Um, and I'm, you know, Far Cry Six. I think it's gonna is gonna sell gangbusters. So. Ubisoft just does well. So it's interesting. They, they always seem very cautious. Like, Ubisoft always seems very... Obviously, there's a lot of messaging that's been not great in the last couple of years, just coming from the executives and a lot of yeah. issues, people leaving the company. But they still are, like, they just seem very much on the defensive. So their CFO, Frederick Dugit, talked to investors and said, three or four AAA games a year is no longer, quote, a proper vindic- indication of our value creation dynamics. Thank you, Frederick. Value creation love dynamics, that. beautiful. Oh, man, value,
3: creation. value creation
0: dynamics. Man, it must like be cool to be an executive Ooh. and have to come up with these like right. buzzwords. Well, you speak <laughs> like... All the time? but then they tried to out buzzword the buzzworder, and then said later in an official announcement, our intention is to deliver a diverse lineup of games that uh, that players will love across all platforms. We're excited to be investing more in free to play experiences. However, we want to clarify this is not me reducing our AAA offering. We're doing more. So. And a little wow. bit of quality control there, nice or, yeah. or damage control. Damage control. yeah. That's
2: yeah, or Ubisoft, which is fun. some good people might. Have, was, was that it the clarification that the gl- people gloss Value creation, value creation. Very good. The 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 VCD. Yeah, the VCD, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> the VCD is a plus two. <laughs>
0: Let's play the Japanese publisher revenue game. Yay! Which might, which might be kind of unexciting because Blood and Damiani, specifically Damiani, you might have to sit this one out because you probably know this already, or maybe you can tell. Uh, so uh, we're talking about Ubisoft. Damian. They had investors call because their financial year on March 31st, much like many other companies. And I noticed both Bandai, Nam- or Bandai Namco, Konami, Capcom, and Sega all released their year-end financials. Yeah. So I have four companies and four numbers. And I oh. want the panelists to guess. I'm going to no throw idea. this up. So everybody can see. So the, I've uh, the companies listed okay. in alphabetical a order, blown out, and I have the numbers listed. So you have Bandai Namco, Capcom, Konami, oh, and okay. Sega. One of these companies made a paltry eight hundred and fifty nine million. That's it. Oh, that's a million. That's yeah, a million. Okay. But uh, one of them made two point four bill. One of them made two point five bill, and one of them made six point eight bill.
1: Is this so, the whole company or or the gaming? Just, yeah. This is the
0: entire company. Yeah, their gaming divisions can be split up amongst other things, but oh. this is. This is the, the The umbrella. Sega thing. and
2: Capcom
1: have to probably be the biggest, then, right? Sega. Sega, and Sammy. Uh, the Sega Sammy. I'd say Bandai Namco and Capcom would be the biggest. Konami cause, could cause surprise Sega's more with all that gambling gaming. BS. Yeah, and Konami has. I would to say Sega is the lowest. Sega is the lowest. Capcom
0: is the highest. Okay. Sega is the lowest. Capcom is the highest.
3: I would say Capcom might be the two point five billion. Oh, okay. Konami. This might be a dark horse like Trick. Konami could be the 6.8 bill just from gambling. But there, otherwise, it's trash. The
1: two middle ones are too close for me to pick between them. There are surprises on this list.
3: Bandai Namco is the 2.4, maybe. My guess would be Bandai Namco 2.4, Capcom 2.5, Sega 859 million, and Konami 6.8. But maybe that's
2: completely. Yeah, off. maybe. Uh, that, I think you've convinced me. Sega, uh, Sega might be the lowest. Konami the highest. <laughs> Right. Uh, sorry, the only thing talk I ever, amongst I, yourselves about Japanese
0: game development. I only, re, I only read
2: the Square Enix report. Are you going to do the, the line? S- yeah. Square, Enix, Square Enix had a record Whee! thing.
3: <laughs> I love that.
2: Uh, Picture pages. Like the yeah, number these games are the sort of, fun, of physical props <laughs> that you can get used to. Whenever we Sega made studio. some good announcements though recently about the the, the future. I mean, they're working yeah. on they said mega y- game. Y- y- Yakuza Seven was like the biggest sell- best selling yeah, entry.
0: Ready. Yeah. To be shocked and amazed. Go ahead. Capcom's on the bottom, baby. Capcom made that oh. eight fifty nine
2: million. Whoa.
0: Whoa. Yep. Bandai uh, Namco six point eight billion. Band Anime games. Bandai.
2: Bandai Namco
1: has a lot. Dragon Ball. Of toys I suppose. Yeah, all you're kinds right. of stuff going on. I forgot on, about
0: yo. toys. For, for toys. listeners at home, Bandai Namco's the big boy. They got six point eight bill. Uh, Sega's next in line with 2.5 bill just underneath them. Konami, because again, all that gambling money, and Capcom, Mm -hmm. even with all of the Monster Hunter and all that Resident Evil money coming in, still can't crack a bill. Um, It's because
3: they're playing it clean. They're only making I mean,
0: And uh, Capcom is up 16.8% just in terms of how they are doing for last year. They are the best of these four. Um, Konami Mm -hmm. was up 3.7%. Bandai Namco was up 2.3%. Sega's down 24 percent
1: yeah but wow, that's, that's because of things outside the of the right. home gaming um, mm. particularly like a lot of their arcades and stuff got hit really hard last year and they had to close and no new sonic location let's just be honest yeah. there was no new yeah. sonic game
3: and the the olympics being canceled probably hit hit mario and sonic yeah olympics 2020 yeah i so think that's hard.
1: pretty i think that's pretty small compared to some of the other things that they're involved and invested in outside of what we normally think of
0: curious to see yeah what we thought again we can dive just like we did with ubisoft we can dive deep through all of those individual companies uh but i just want to talk about them in general just to get us capcom blew my mind that was like the big thing konami like making more money than i want them to it was like all right i just have to live with that <laughs> but uh capcom not breaking a bill i'm surprised but uh all doing well uh and obviously these are uh, pandemic inflated numbers so it's gonna be interesting but to that, see that
3: 840 whatever million feels like like fifty
0: nine, yeah. right? Yeah, it feels like the purest. It's
3: still world sales. It. It it's end...
2: Rise and then if that includes Village, if that was too soon, if that was too late to make that cut because that was for it would not include. Yeah, Village. so yeah, but, no. I mean, yeah, the, ending the Village, March thirty first. All of these. Yeah, so Rise would be in there as well yeah. for a few, few days, but
3: Rise probably sold Village
1: long. did feel like. Three million?
2: It was like the tide for week? second fastest or second like best opening for a Resident Evil game. So Thanks, Lady D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they they seem to be like doing very well for just like focusing on a few, you know, series. They are they're they're knocking it out of the park, I think.
0: And we cannot Surprise. disguise we at Easy Allies very much enjoy the Monster Hunter and Resident Evil franchises. Hey, uh, we right. will definitely show up back, for maybe? all of those. So they're the idea of they're taking this
2: money they're and back. What putting it hell? into the hell? Until I things. see that Mega Man X9, oh, they're sure, not fully back yet. Yeah,
3: okay. They need a Dino That's Crisis. Right. And a Dino Crisis. Cri- you were saying Dino
2: Crisis. Street Fighter, <laughs> Street Fighter needs a boost. I Street yeah. A good Street Fighter, a good Mega Man, yeah. and a good Dino Crisis. And we need another Versus or Marvel versus Capcom or another Versus game. <laughs> That's mm. well, why I'm not...
0: Damiani, I'm not really nervous about the future of Resident Evil. Or necessarily, I don't have like... Any expectations like RE Nine needs to do this, or the next multiplayer RE needs to be this weird thing? Because like we, you know, like my cup runneth over. You're like, I can't believe I have a remake for RE Two, RE Three. I'm already playing the next one in line. It's Gothic as hell, and I loved it. You
2: know, like. Wow, you know, it feels it feels really yeah. good, but I, mean, I don't even have time for Monster Hunter. But if I did, I, I'd be <laughs> nothing you know. good could last forever. And I mean, they were hitting; they had art, they had Resident Evil One, they had Resident Evil Two, they had Resident Evil Three, they had Four and Code Veronica, and a lot of and people, a lot of people love Code Veronica. That was yeah. a stretch of like huge wins for them uh, yeah. over you know what, like a, a roughly ten-year period, nine-year period. And then some would argue they started going a little bit downhill with five. I love five. And then six, you know, I was like, oh, they bought him out with six. So is it It could be something as simple as just fatigue, Jones. Like, yeah. it's the same. We It doesn't surprise us anymore. Like, it, too much right. of a good thing. It's like, oh, eh, Ari's not even surprising anymore. It's good. But well, it's the, like it becomes another Call of Duty thing where it's like we're seeing it too soon. We're seeing it too often. And eh.
1: it has been almost once a year. So it's. Yeah, and the
3: the pressure's on too. Like, yeah, the the longer the run of great games, the hard, the higher the scrutiny on on your next game, you know.
0: Yeah. So then Capcom backs out of horror altogether and mm. invests
2: in Pachinko. Then they make that Konami money. They double their yeah. more than double
3: their revenue. Yeah. yeah. So point out. It's the smart play, frankly. Hey,
2: they yeah. see them at two point whatever billion, and they're not even at a bill yet. Okay. Um, that's tempting for Capcom.
3: I say do both. I you think, can, you can no, make your Pacino and – or your Pachinko and your, your, your Resident Evils, you know? Uh,
0: pacino money is yeah, different. I, I, it's a whole I, different – I've yeah, yeah, been in that game for a you long, a long, a long, long time. Pacino in Metal Gear. Did
2: yeah.
0: I put sorry, money in sorry, Pachinko blood, or but. Pacino? I can't. <laughs> it's tough. They make an Al Pacino Pachinko machine. Al Pacino Pachinko Obviously he doesn't have much of a career left, but he's doing his best work.
2: Nicolas Cage was doing
3: those Pachinko – commercials so good what were you trying to say before bloodworth what we
4: oh i just saying that, i think
1: it. i think that's konami's been involved in that business for a heck of a long time oh, it's, forever yeah it's not new it's just people are like hey why make video games we could just do this it's cheaper
3: they're just stone cold bastards we don't need to hire
1: actors what about uh
2: what about Monster sega
3: people
0: what Maybe. about Sega? They're t- they're neck and neck with Konami. They <laughs> don't have to worry about, about anything. Sega? Well, uh, no? you think that's not enough? Do down twenty four. down twenty four percent.
2: we just guess, talk about their uh, their their dis- announcements and just the future of like Yakuza series, and, like yeah. their plans for it? Because that Lost seems judgment. yeah, that seems like a pretty big deal. Like I, obviously, um, uh, he's the allies are probably at the lowest on the totem pole in terms of enthusiasm for Yakuza, but it's like turnaround and explosion. To me, it, it like mirrors for me. It mirrors like what happened with Fire Emblem over at Nintendo. Like it's now at this point where it is one of their biggest franchises and is poised to become even bigger. Uh, like Lost Judgment and and them announcing that Judgment will be their action series going forward, right. and Yakuza will be their turn based RPG. And saying yeah. how well Yakuza like a Dragon did, which is probably why it's going RPG is because of yes, their best selling right. entry. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a Yakuza eight announcement very soon. Because they're, they're like, let's keep this going. You know, the, the, these these sales are really good, and people want these games. It's a, uh, I'm happy for people who are very into Yakuza, and it, that series finally getting its due.
1: What I think is funny though, Damiani, is them essentially seeing the success of Like a Dragon, and saying, Hey, I guess we should keep doing the turn-based thing with these. Because I don't think that's why it was successful. I think it had almost nothing to do with why it was successful. I think it's successful because, A, it hit next-gen launch, and they had that partnership with Xbox. And so, you know, there's a big, very long game that I can get into on Xbox. And then, B, it was sort of like this mix of the accumulation of the yakuza franchise's reputation like year after year people saying oh yakuza is really great yakuza is really great but at the and same all the time releases and stuff and remakes, there is this yeah. continuous story and so you always felt like oh i have to start at zero and i have to right. play seven games they're yeah, all really they're like, long yeah. and now here's this game is like fresh new character fresh new story you don't have to be caught up and so like oh i can finally jump in and not feel like i you know i have a backlog.
3: Yeah, I don't that, know why I thought of this, but it made me laugh. I hope that I hope Yakuza Eight is called Yakuza, not unlike a dragon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, not a number in the West, so that's yeah. a big deal. Not, yeah, not right, calling it right. Yakuza Seven here. Yeah,
3: it would have sold less. I think. I think you're totally right. If it was called but, Yakuza that's a good
2: 7. that's a good point, Bloodworth. I think franchises that need that are on that precipice and it's like time to evolve. It's. It might upset some fans. Like I, I know the announcement about the split of the genres for the two pillars now—Judgment and Yakuza. The Yakuza mainline series. There are some veterans who are not that happy about. The action going only over to Judgment, but there's similarly just a good amount of people who are like, oh, this is great because it means this series is going to get more popular. It means they're putting more money into it. They mean you're getting more games from the series. it's And it's not like action's going away. You just got to play something called Lost Judgment, which is uh, the Judgment game apparently was exceptional as well. And people are really looking forward to this. So, I mean, same thing with like the story part. Like, something like even a simple name change like calling it fire emblem like three houses it's like right. oh it's like, a, like it's establishing itself as a different format it's a little bit different style and there was a tiny bit of blowback on that but at the same time so many new people jumped in at that game um. Also, the the yeah, Ian. I was gonna say, Ian. You oh, are those newcomers. I gave
3: fucking rules. Yeah, man. it, wor- <laughs> it works
2: though. I think also because it creates more buzz around the game. People get more excited about it. It, it. You have to do something that bold. I think and risk maybe the vocal minority. Maybe like initially crying about it, or, you know, no, sorry, not crying, but, like, criticizing it. I've cried about it
0: when Halo lost their numbers. Because so I like,
2: think that everyone comes around in the end. At the end of the day, even I'm if crying. they're still saying it, I think deep down everyone believes, like, no, it was good. This was the right decision. Even a, what's it? The, the Trails of series. The one, like, everyone swears is so great stuff, but, like, it's even a more daunting task to undertake than playing yeah. the Yakuza games. The newest one coming out is, up, like, yeah. a break from all the stories. It's, like, its own isolated thing, and I just saw, like, a video on it, because someone's like, oh, if you're looking to jump in this new one don't have to catch up they're also like doing it different it's like more modern looking and it, like they actually put a little bit of money into it and it's like it's got action and you can do and you can do turn based i was like this looks way more appealing to anything i've ever seen from this series i was like so whatever they're doing here this is correct and I, and I don't have to play like four 80 100 or 150 hour games to catch up i will probably jump into this series now and try that game so it works it definitely does work
3: Hubert told me that there's only 164 or 168 hours in a week. And then we were both having like an existential crisis. <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah, that's like not that many.
0: It's only 160 hours for the next DCLX podcast. God
3: damn. Dude. <laughs> oh,
1: right, there yeah. we go. Just and the time. podcast
3: is like is like 3% of the entire yeah. whatever.
1: Well, you're going to be asleep half of it too.
3: Oh my God. Blood Rhythm on now.
0: Ch- challenge
1: accepted, Blood.
4: Challenge accepted, <laughs> yeah. Challenge accepted.
0: That Magnum's not going to level up itself. Also, Persona 5 Strikers came from Sega. Uh, and Football Manager 2021, of course. Uh, 41.7 million full games for the fiscal year, up 46%. So, again, just isolating their video game thing. That did very well. Dude. Uh, again, not only, you know, their pachinko and um, yeah. resort revenue was down 51% Atlas. and 50, 40% respectively.
2: Dude, Atlas. Right. That was the other big thing. Their announcement about the the future of SMT. That they want. They they finally get it. They even said it specifically about the next persona. They want SMT, future SMT, and Persona games to be day and date worldwide releases and be it's multi-platform. Huge. That was the big oh, thing. Yeah. After That's finally big. seeing what that series can do with Persona 4 Gold, and they're probably like, "Wow, we are losing out so much money." Persona 5 was so big. If Persona 6 is a worldwide release on like multiple every like every platform possible, that thing is gonna be like Dragon Quest levels of like numbers, like Final Fantasy numbers. It's gonna be like it could become the biggest JRPG series. It's like I'm so happy they finally get this. Like I'm not <laughs> nice. the biggest Persona SMT fan, but I'm really happy when series that like are they definitely are due. They're their, 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 their success and they've kind of been like denied it a little bit. Or there's so much left on the table. This is it. Like Persona needs to get to like that that final level. It's like right there, and this is gonna finally do it. And I I think it's gonna help Shin Megami Tensei five, the, the they're aiming for that worldwide release for that, even mm. though it's uh. uh uh,
1: Switch, only, Switch only,
2: yeah. only but if that does very well that could mean future SMT mainline games get bigger because Persona is like, viewed as like, the more popular one but SMT is also a very underappreciated one and then there's all the pumped. different spin-offs yeah, like I'm, that I'm whole franchise like, probably deserves a lot more recognition than it gets
3: Jones, 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 we simply deny them that oh, Deny them
4: that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry Stop that <laughs>
0: anime finds a way no uh, <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei five coming from uh sega humankind also come in total war warhammer 3 which should do well and lost judgment like we mentioned but they expect their game sales to be down nine percent uh to 37.9 million this year this is what what they're projecting so we will see uh, we will see bandai namco probably run away with the trophy again but that's how all those companies are doing
2: bandai has most anime <laughs>
3: Most anime wins, yep.
2: Fiscal years are fun. It's fun knowing what everybody's up to.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. We run a Patreon. It is tiring. We have a lot of work to do. So, man, HelloFresh is such an easy sponsor. (laughs) It's such a thing. Like, when this just came up, it was like... I've been, my wife just has enthusiasm for cooking, which I love to see my wife enthusiastic about something, but I was like, imagine how much time we could save, imagine how much brain power we waste on what actually we are cooking. And she is completely addicted to it and it has made my life and her life, but mostly my life so much better. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's number one, America's number one meal kit. Amanda tried to pull one over on me the other day, but she's like, how'd you like this HelloFresh meal? And I was like, you made this. And she's like, I did. Whereas <laughs> she was like, comparing, she thought was going to trick me by something she put a lot of time into. To think it could get to the level of HelloFresh, that's what she's up to. I'm not officially saying who makes a better meal. They're, they both <laughs> <want it. laughs>
3: Does Amanda listen to the podcast? Uh,
0: not the whole thing. HelloFresh cuts out a stressful <laughs> meal. I'll, I'll specifically have her focus on the Patreon version of the podcast. Moving yeah. forward. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. Try meals ready in 20 minutes or less, lightning prep recipes and quick breakfasts and lunches, perfect for your busy schedule. As I mentioned, we are busy. HelloFresh's fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week, contact free, of course. Uh, They're always very nice when they show up. and I, again, I could not I could not have a more direct emotional, personal experience with the sponsor than I have with HelloFresh. Uh, and that includes the bidet that splashes me on my butt. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12Allies and use code 12Allies for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12Allies. Use that code 12Allies for 12 free meals. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. A lot of us take care of our bodies, but in 2020 and 2021, It's been tough. We might also want to take care of our minds. There's a misunderstanding of what therapy is. It can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be sitting around talking about your feelings. A lot of people battle with their temper or stress is about to kill them, or they have depression, anxiety, PTSD, the list goes on. If this is you, you can use therapy to get some tools to make life easier. As I mentioned, we're very busy. <laughs> it's nice to take a moment, whether you just want to be introspective like I do and just breathe, hang out with my dog in my backyard and just try to calm down, whether you actually need to talk to somebody about these things. Sometimes just listening to self talk can be very uh, productive. When everyone is struggling with something, there's no more shame. You don't have to tell everyone your personal business, but you can talk to a therapist about it privately. Don't want to officially say that everybody needs therapy because that is up to everybody to decide for themselves. But everybody, I would recommend, could use therapy. therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I a, would say everyone it's could It's not use a bad therapy. idea to try it. <laughs> Let me <just> put it. <laughs> me? I love it Yeah, therapy. you, give it a shot. Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and which can be pricey, and you can start communicating yeah, with your therapist true. in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Feels good. And Easy Allies listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Allies. That's BetterHelp, B E T T E R H E L P, regular spelling, dot com slash allies. Go to betterhelp.com slash allies to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that private. What changed? The Internet. This feels like the opening to A team. You know, it's like there's going to be yeah. some squad with special <laughs> or Blade abilities. Runner. Think about everything you browse, search for, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record! Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about, or it was used to sell. What was it where they creeped us out at E3? Where he was like, "I was in a riot once." We were like, "Whoa, what was that game announcement?" Was it Detroit Become Human? There was some game, infamous Second Son, maybe. There was some game where they talked about a crazy police state.
3: Oh.
0: Am I the only one to watch these press conferences? Come on, back me. I'm trying yeah, to. I remember, remember the VHS right? yeah. we got from
3: Resident Evil Seven, but
0: <laughs> having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure to keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know that there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. With ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. So every time you turn it on, you give a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify you and harvest your data. And the best part now is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button and get protected. So if you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market, expressvpn.com slash allies, and get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash allies. Go to expressvpn.com allies to learn more. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, Thank you. The Video Game Hall of Fame. Yeah, I didn't expect a big reaction on that one. Should it be a big thing? Should we about it, be like the hall? We got the hall of greats. Yeah, grades we got the fame. hall of greats. Why are well, we'll we in to, the news? Well, we'll get to the hall of greats. But I don't know. Will? Like, I'm not. I mean, I love rock, but I'm not. I'm not so into rock that I like get upset about who is or is not in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure we can argue about that forever. But it's like I wonder if people that are really into rock musicians and VJs like, does the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mean something? Is that like
2: important? I don't know. <coughs> what do you, How do we feel about Hall of Fames? It's
0: Maybe even specifically a
2: nice the honor video to game. To Hall receive, of sports you know? seems to have like the most revered concept yeah, for the right. Hall of Fame. Like it's like the most prestigious. In, like, pers- the eyes of the pers- public's perception. And you get, like, they a like Pete the most Rose situation
0: where it's, like, Pete Rose is one of the best baseball yeah, players that ever lived. But he's never going to get in there because of his scandals. You know, his like, not scandals. getting in and, like, the and That's co- what we like need. We need the video process. game that got banned. It's just like-,
2: like, there's stories around, like, this, even, like, the voting process where, like, Video Game Hall of Fame, it's, like, it's, I guess it's just so new. You know, the industry is so young compared to other industries. You know, maybe maybe in like fifty sure. years, the video game Hall of Fame will be a huge thing. That like everyone will be writing about about like which game is banned or whatever because it used uh, illegal coding in it or something like that to gain an unfair advantage. Well,
3: but like who gets into this? Is it just based on sales or what?
2: They have been doing this all
0: the way since two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> oh. i also been in six. Years.
3: Older than us, <laughs> it's been, Yeah, in this iteration it's, of us, are we to, younger who are than we us. To joke
0: wholesale yeah we're you can check them out years. at world video game hall dot org uh they this is the strong museum the strong national oh, the strong museum, museum. of play that. in okay. rochester new york blood oh, is finally okay. on track uh they receive thousands of submissions for entry out of those three games are voted on by the public they're placed on one ballot while the rest are chosen oh. by members of the international selection advisory committee why are you not on, on that, that committee Damiani, why aren't you on that Yeah. Is Jeff Keeley on it. <laughs> yeah, why aren't
2: we all on it? Yeah, why game? aren't we on it? And if Jeff Keeley's on it, I don't know if I trust this panel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he's not
3: on it, or if I'm he just is kidding. on it. It's Keeley's on every panel,
2: man. Keeley's everywhere. Keeley's on a runs all, every panel. He's not on the panel. Okay, does Keeley did Keeley select the panel? Then no. Keeley sits off. on the throne I, every year.
0: Um, it's made up of journalists and scholars familiar with the industry. Okay. What are they studying? I guess economists probably. That would be the most scholarly.
2: What if it's like professors at like universities, like USC, that teach like in their game yeah. departments? Yeah, we're Don't art professors like to say how
0: video games aren't art?
3: No, now the new hot thing is to say that they are.
0: Well, that's yeah, that's the thing that pisses me off. Is now it's like you can go to college and learn video games. Like what? <laughs> yeah, learn video games. <laughs> I had to learn mean. video editing and kind of sneak in <laughs> that way. Like just
2: tag them. Video game, off to video game school, mom, bye. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, can you see like who the, the people selected are? Is it kind of like secretive, the, 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 the voting committee? Damiani, how much time it's, do you think I spent on
0: worldvideogamehallofame.org <laughs> <laughs> No, is there, like, is there... A I told you numbers? the URL, you can go check it out right now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm focusing, focusing on listening and I'm engaging. Not on I'm, I'm not going on, on the, the internet. internet. Okay. Okay, it's okay.
1: Do you know okay. what games what did got in? What do you
0: want to say about
2: the the Hall of Yeah, Fame, like. Uh, what, yeah,
1: what is this segment? Just I'm get so to the confused. Dams.
2: What is it? So, you, so new games. So new games got inducted. This is Four probably why new it's games up there. have been inducted. Okay. okay, There we go. Okay,
0: all right. To the strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York's Video Game Hall
2: of Fame. Ooh. I know one of them. Which is which? Which one do you know? Oh, they have two panels on here. Who are gonna be thrilled. Uh, the GameCube's own Animal Crossing on the GameCube, ah. the original. The, Which or, I'm assuming kind of in our... Forest. Not the original,
1: but. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the original for GameCube here, version, yes.
2: The, like, the, uh, the, yeah. If they'd said Animal Force, I would have been very impressed. I was like,
1: hmm. Um, I mean, I think they've had some cool stuff in that museum. Like, I would not be surprised. And it kind of has that, like,
0: Hall of Greats, you know, like, bendy rulesy thing where it's like, well, we say Animal Crossing GameCube, but, like, no other Animal Crossing can getting in now. This is Animal Crossing, you know. It would be tougher to make that argument now for Hall of Greats if Animal Crossing is in there. You're like, yeah, but New Leaf really. No, Animal Crossing's already in there. Come on, it's only Zelda and Mario that get multiple versions in.
3: Yeah, I was like, That's, "This isn't true at all for all the games." <laughs> uh,
0: but it's nice to see <laughs> Animal Crossing, especially up there with the likes of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, nice! Um, which would seem one again. There's, uh, you know, there's been seven years worth of inductees since they must start in 2015. But I would have thought I might have squeezed in there earlier. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Really?
3: <laughs> I love That's those awesome. As a kid. That's
0: unexpected though.
3: That show I just watched a really good video about the show. Yeah, the video up, game? I think it was on the Current San Diego brand twenty twenty one. Defunct TV, I think was the was the YouTube channel that it was on, Defunct Defunct Land. But um love Yeah, Defunct dude, Land. I loved out. that show. Yeah. And I, I, I was already a fan of Rockapella from Do It Capella, the Spike Lee documentary on PBS. Grew up watching that. I've seen Rockapella live. Nice, sick, dude.
2: Love Carmen. They should City make Diego. A, a battle royale Carmen <laughs> San Diego where you have to all run your character <laughs> to the place on the map, and they go, "Go to the capital of this country." <laughs> and you can watch every. You can make fun of people run to the wrong go, country. Where's Zimbabwe? Go. Yeah, and you have to like put a flag above you to say where you're from. So we're gonna be like, "Oh, you are the dumb all the country." All don't yeah. know what's going on. They don't, don't know
3: <laughs> anything is. <laughs> they all think Africa is a country. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Lynn Figpen, who I just looked up the other day because she was on a Sesame Street episode. And Amanda's like, what do I know her from? And I'm like, Carmen San Diego. What is her name? She was the chief. Wait, she. Carmen oh, yeah, San Diego. Oh, nice. yeah. Who passed a long time ago. Um, but shout out.
3: Oh.
0: Um, and uh, also, there was another one. It um, yeah, was the fourth one. Starcraft. A couple people played it. Oh, sold right. a couple copies. Um, good picks. Good picks. Yeah. How many greats hot. are in the Hall of
2: Fame?
3: Ooh, good cue! How many greats
2: mm. are in the Hall of Fame? Six. Tetris is one. Has to be one. Oh, I, gotta gotta I going through there. the list. I'm trying to- He th- oh, no, no, nailed at it, it, by the way. Wait, I did?! Oh, you did? Nice!
0: Six. Woo. We're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Home run. What are they though? Name them. Yeah. It was Tetris one? Tetris is one. Tetris is one. Mario...
2: Wait. No. No Mario. No Mario? There is a Pac-Man. Mario. It's not our Mario. Oh, we, but what Mario, what Mario
0: games are in our Hall of Greats? Just curious. If, you know. Uh it's
2: three D. We don't have any the Oh we have, I
3: thought World was in there. Uh
2: the World probably wouldn't be in Shit. there. <laughs> What's in our Hall
3: of Greats?
0: Super Mario Brothers three and sixty four, that's it.
2: Three probably wouldn't okay. be in there.
0: Well, Paper and Mario and Thousand Year Door, but I mean come on. On ours? Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah. so o- they probably put Ocarina of Time. They probably R- put the yeah. first one, yeah. Green yeah, of Time is not, in the Hall of Gra- it is not in Def- the
2: Hall of Fame. Fame, yeah. It's too yeah. new, probably. Or not Tetris yet.
3: is in there, though, yeah?
2: People who listen to this it's podcast... Is Diablo, the of Hall of it's Diablo now, 2 like, in there?
0: Nope. Wow.
3: Wait, is Tetris in there, Jones? Is it <laughs> in so, both?
0: So, all right. Yeah, Tetris is in both. Also like, in both, me. among the six. Doom, the original Doom. Oh shit! Uh, is in both. Yeah, easy. Okay. Pokemon Red and Blue. They said Red and Green on their website.
1: That's a uh, Japanese. That's so
0: then, Japan. why isn't no, that's what is an Animal Forest in there? <laughs> what? what is
2: going on here? Maybe they don't like the N sixty four version of Animal Crossing. <laughs> World of Warcraft, really which is in the, in the Hall of Cube.
0: Greats, thanks to yours truly. Uh, oh, Street okay. Fighter two and Final Fantasy seven. Those okay. are the six. that The crossover. Final Fantasy seven is in there.
3: I can't believe I just that's six. Yeah, that <laughs> So um, random. I did not know that already.
0: Out of flight simulator, Starcraft, where in the world of Carmen San Diego and Animal Crossing, which deserves it the most? Starcraft? If you could rank those. Rank the significance. Oh, on, sorry, it's Animal, animal
2: Crossing You can only let Starcraft, one in flight between simulator those four. and what's the third Carmen, fourth San Diego. one. Oh, Carmen, Carmen San Diego. San Diego. Mm.
3: I mean none of those would get into our Hall of Grades, probably. Sadly, no. Starcraft would have the best oh, shot at it, probably.
0: Starcraft, yeah, Animal
1: Crossing cr- close behind.
3: Animal Crossing's probably second. Star- I feel like I
1: StarCraft. StarCraft, would be number one, I think. Yeah. StarCraft probably. This year's 12. But Animal f-
3: Crossing would be, yeah, be nearly tied.
0: This year's 12 finalists included the Mattel handheld football, oh, with the yeah. little lines. Mm-hmm. Which, like, do you know what I'm talking about, Damiani? Do you know what that is? The little. Mm-hmm. There's some movie that has it. There's some movie where the I do, I some don't action like movie up. where some like. Is this going Got to protect a kid, and then he's like the kid's it's got like it It's like the tiger stuff, but, yeah. but it's Uh-oh. Mattel. Uh, don't remember this. That the. Uh, they say Midway's Tron. I don't know if they mean Discs of Tron, but it's a
3: yo Discs of Tron. I don't know if they mean Discs of Tron. No, they mean Thane.
1: the yeah, they mean the original Tron arcade cabinet. Yeah. And that's oh, the that's...
0: Uh, it's the first movie licensed arcade game to be considered uh, for the, uh, real the real Hall quick. Discs
3: of Tron is so good. I love that arcade game.
0: It was in the uh, break room in the theater at my college <laughs> down below. Damn, eighty two nice. used pick. to
3: have Just it. Not expecting.
0: Maybe it's still there. I don't used know. used
3: to have it, and then they, they don't anymore. Anyone who's at like Emerson
0: College, let me know if it's underneath the Majestic Theater, if it's still there. Uh, in plain vanilla, <laughs> Call of Duty. Call of Duty 1 uh, made it in mm-hmm. there, so. No Wait, other... Is
3: Counter-Strike in there? I, was, I would be surprised if it's not.
0: Nay, because it's not one of the six that's in both.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. We have to keep talking about Apple versus Epic. Epic v. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> um, And again, I'm going to I'm going to break it up into two things. We're going to start with the silly bits and then we're going to talk about the interesting conversation starters. How long that conversation is, I do not know. Uh, And I I apologize that uh, I I cannot take this seriously. Like I there are things we can learn. There are conversations that need to be had. But like people coming in to be like, yes, I want that interesting angle. Blood, you sell this every week. Like this is going to be a really hot, difficult topic for me to cover. You're like, there's been a lot of information out there. It's like I'm only looking for goofy stuff. That's it. I'm (laughs) looking for the absurdity of this court case. And things that we would not have known had not it been Banana. in fact <laughs> that Epic wanted to sue Apple super super bad. Um, uh-huh. Sony, Nintendo, Roblox, PayPal, Spotify, and Samsung, along with Epic and Apple, all requested for some of the information coming out of the trial to be sealed. <laughs> uh, which, like, when do we ever get power as consumers? This is just like, ah, you know, they're all. I love Roblox being like, whoa, <laughs> what are we? What are they talking about? Like, yeah, what did we email K- to Epic? Out of this. <laughs> like, what? So even when people Even when you say no to something Even if somebody's like Hey you want to be in my podcast And
2: you're like no You be
0: careful <laughs> It's like It's official correspondence You're having with that brand
2: um, I mean it's just to be released To the public though Like they still use them in court Of course This
0: yeah. is just uh, It's funny about which, which the yeah. judge said right, but the
1: whole court case Is being essentially broadcast So that's why oh, yeah that's yeah so i'm not exactly it's sure how that mechanism works nope it's if, probably because yeah. the
2: documents are made available to both the fence and and the yeah. pro, uh, both sides so they can review them and then they can make further In arguments discovery. yeah it's the part yeah discovery i would imagine the judge said quote the bell has already been rung Oh, for Sony.
0: (laughs) For
1: Sony, yeah. I
2: like that. (laughs) Sorry. The bell has already been rung. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid that bell's already been rung. (laughs) During
0: Apple's cross-examination of Steve Allison, VP and general manager of the Epic Games Store, the questioning lawyer said, in regards to the store's top 20 page, if you go to view more, it says top 20. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually 25 under the top 20. (laughs)
1: This is that is Epic this is- getting
0: roasted by Apple via their lawyers. <laughs> That's hey, write in that there's 25. 20. I wonder if you notice it. Yeah, thank oh God, you. This, is-
3: this dog and pony
0: show. There's 25. It's so good. I want this, I want this Netflix miniseries so bad when they're done. <laughs> um, but make
3: it like a hardcore comedy.
0: It's both. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Steve Allison also had to distance Epic from porn games available on Itch.io. They, like, really tried to get – they were like, wait, but Steve Allison, you said you don't want to be involved in porn. But if you've been to Itch.io and it's like Itch.io isn't Apple. We are hosting that marketplace. If you buy something – No, Epic. Sorry. Epic is is hosting the Itch.io marketplace. If you go into Itch.io, you have to follow their guidelines. You have to follow all of their lawyer speak. And uh, it's like, I don't know, man. Epic
3: hosts Itch.io?
0: Yes.
1: You can get to Itch.io through Epic. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's Um, pretty recent, actually. But, but uh, they're
3: not like, they're not the host server for the Itch.io website. Though. No. They just, you can
0: access it through. Yes. E. S- right. Okay. Which yeah. I wonder. I wonder how many people like found out Itch.io is even a thing through Epic. I wonder how well that's working. I out love Itch.io. Itch.io is great. Um, a lot of porn on there though. Buy
3: my games. Buy my games Good on Itch.io. Good for Ian <laughs> games. They're not, they're not porn. They're porn.
0: Sorry. Um, <laughs> so here are the two interesting talking points uh epic marketing i mean obviously there are so many more but these are the two i I'm to talk about epic marketing director matthew weisinger was asked what platform represented the biggest growth potential for fortnite he answered mobile which i mentioned earlier he went on mm, in this quote i mentioned on friday but we've basically reached full penetration on console and mobile offers the biggest growth opportunity everybody has a mobile device and they have it on them all the time not everybody has a console and not everybody has a gaming pc uh, iOS is 10% to Fortnite's 30 million daily active users. Not a quote. That's just what we learned from that. Blood, well, have 10%. we achieved full penetration anywhere?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Certainly not. No? Is there any.
1: Yeah, I don't think How big think are we so. on
0: mobile? How much are we penetrating <laughs> mobile right now? <laughs> Let me <see> how <laughs> Obviously, I'm five years old. Obviously, I love this quote because he says Fortnite is achieving full penetration on console, which is a More bummer.
1: A 12 year old, but yeah.
0: Which yeah, is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Considering <laughs> how much consoles are getting penetrated by Fortnite, it's a bummer to me to hear Ap- Epic saying that they got nowhere to go. You know, they're like, what you're seeing?
2: That's it. Got include that <laughs> word market before penetration, man. They teach that in college. Yeah. But, Full <laughs>
0: penetration. So unless we have a dedicated mobile section of the Easy podcasts, podcast, we're missing out on a lot, on a lot of the direction. The, the, you know, these, yeah, we are. Where these, where these companies want to take things. We've got
3: to build an app. Not yeah, exactly.
1: So, because as much as people use mobile, they don't want to hear about mobile that much. Yeah. Probably. They just want it to be a thing. We need to be on Roblox. We've
3: got to get the Easy Alice podcast into Roblox and Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but all these, and Fortnite yeah. while we're at
0: it. I wonder... Like, I'd be curious if there was... Somebody could chart... The critical assessment of a game in terms of its audience, these like huge, you know, big like Genshin Impact and Pokemon Go and stuff like that. Like how much their users actually Genshin. watch content that's like, hey, we like this or didn't like this. Or whether like I just want to watch people playing it. Done. <laughs> Literally like I want to play it. Watch people playing it. I don't care what people think about it. I got my game. I'm good.
1: Guides. That's the other. Guides. That's the thing that you could make if, if you're going to do any kind of content. But how much can much you else. penetrate
0: with guides? I don't know. See, that's the thing. So I just <laughs> keep coming back.
3: 10 or 15 percent but that's just the tip you know
0: <laughs> i like it damn it jones proud of you Ian. on a sheet labeled individual tactics dated september 2020 we learned that epic so this is epic being like tactics and just not thinking for a second that i was gonna be reading this i'm so sorry that I'm reading your note that you did not intend for me to read. Uh, they offered PlayStation 20, $200 million for four to six exclusive titles. Mm. Um, so in the Epic Games Store there, they were like, hey, if, PC, if PlayStation games come to PC, we want that exclusivity. No word on if it worked. Um, uh, they labeled maybe MG. They put MG on there. Everyone, including Games Industry, up is, is assuming that means minimum guarantee, which means that Sony would get the 200 mil, regardless yeah. of how well the Sony games did. Um, Two PlayStation exclusives have released on the Epic Games Store so far. Anyone? Uh, Death, Stranding. Oh, yeah, Death, Death Stranding. Death Stranding's on Steam. Yeah. PlayStation oh. exclusives on Epic. They are not, like, super memorable games. One of them I'm not wow. really even familiar with that much. One I played. It was a group stream. I played it very poorly. Pathless? Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, yeah. I oh. played Pathless
1: brilliantly. So, so okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not at all what I was thinking. I thought you were talking about, like, PlayStation published games.
0: That's what they were talking about, <laughs> I would imagine, when they when they wrote down their individual tactics. Right. Um, but Ready Set Heroes in 2019 and Predator Hunting Grounds is all they've mm. been able to scrounge up. Whether that was due to this tactics sheet or not, I don't know. That, ain't yeah, that sounds worth like a totally of... different thing to me, but right. yeah,
1: that's yeah. weird. Um, that yeah, those got associated. You're thinking of
2: like, well, if it worked, Horizon and Days Gone, and, and last right, would it be going
0: to Ep- would it be on Something like be that. going to yeah. Epic, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know, la- last week we talked a lot about these deals that did go through. You know, these how Sony signed up for crossplay, a lot of these things that you know, showing how much money Epic exactly is making on what and what they're willing to spend it on. Kind of fun also hearing about Epic just chucking money at something and then people swat it away. <laughs> so it's like, get out of here. 20, 200 mil for Last of Us Part Two? Get out of here. 200 mil for Days Gone? We'll hey, we don't get a Days All Gone Stars. too, but at least Days Gone is worth more than 200 mil for exclusivity. <laughs> uh,
3: Destruction Elsewhere was kind of fun. That just kind of fell off, didn't it? That was a
0: good group stream. I mean, great good. group stream. It's, it's
1: fun for an hour.
0: At the time, uh, it was two hours. At at the time that they did this, Epic at the time of the individual tactics, uh, Epic was quote unquote opening conversations with Microsoft. Microsoft, according to Epic, was quote against what we're doing and quote are effectively bidding against us for content, which makes sense. I mean, they were like they were kind of recognized them. They were like, well, we're gonna every game that comes out, we're gonna be hunting for is it on Game Pass? Is it exclusive? You know, Um, so. Kind of funny to, yeah. you know, is the enemy of my enemy of my enemy? I kinda of love when these these deals get made. It's like worth trying. Same thing with crossplay. Uh, and what we're doing. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, Damiani, but this is fun. As far as Nintendo goes, Epic noted that it would be a quote. Do you know the quote? No, go ahead. I heard something about this. Moonshot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's the moonshot. The moonshot. And corporate history. They couldn't tell this uh, you know just by themselves. Corporate history says this is not starter. <laughs> They're like, no. Which don't I imagine it in like down. a 1970s detective drama where they go to pick up the phone and then the, the corporate history people come in and tch- they put their finger on it. What? I was just about to call Nintendo. Yeah.
3: It's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't go to bed with anybody.
0: <laughs> it's true. Sony, <laughs> however. We don't know. Well, we have yet to, to see And again, this is all when they wrote down the, uh, the individual right tactics. We they can said, penetrate yeah, Sony. Sony. <laughs> we're going to do this. <laughs> <The> <laughs> right this right is tactics. the penetration <laughs> we're about
2: to do whether all that penetration what's the vcd on that
3: yeah with the right value creation dynamics we can lubricate sony (laughs) for full penetration
0: save that stuff for the sponsor segment that's sponsor what have you what have you done jones (laughs) hey i'm done with this segment it's up to you how long we carry this we better bail us out okay all right bail
3: us out jones next Bloodworth, look at Bloodworth's face. He's not—he's not ready to hear this kind of talk.
0: <laughs> also, this week, Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance is now available on current-gen consoles. When I say Dark Alliance, I don't mean Dark Alliance. I mean Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance, the old one. Um, yeah, you just go get it. You can buy it on your console well, of choice
1: for thirty bucks. For thirty bucks,
0: which is a little, <laughs> little overpriced. If you ask Ben more and others. Um, uh, Damiani mentioned it, but Sega confirmed future Rakuza games. Yakuza games, not Rakuza games, although there's R- a franchise. Rakuza! <laughs> although there's a franchise. Yeah. That, uh,
2: oh, that's the fusion when they come back together. Rakuza.
0: Final Fantasy 7 remake Intergrade will be exclusive to PS5 for at least six months. Something around there. Uh, Sniper so, Ghost Warriors only. Contracts 2 delayed on PlayStation 5 and only PlayStation 5 hmm. for quote, unforeseen technical issues damn haptics it's 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 got ian it's gotta be something so stupid but i mean it's almost juicy you know it's like, ooh. yeah i can play that on xbox series x and xbox one right now but not a playstation 5 hmm. ps4 version works fine snapper go the next gen version unforeseen technical issues uh the black ps5 dual sense another unforeseen technical ps5 issue that you couldn't you had to deal with you'd play in the white one for a while and a red one comes out next month um, Got those which
2: both on pre order, baby?
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> I knew you to buy two of them. Damn it, dude. It, <laughs>
3: hey, wait, it's the easy allies colors now red, yeah. black, and white. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. Ah,
3: oh, so although was- it's
1: interesting in the blog, like they had this like designer thing where there's like, and and both controllers have a blue hue to them. And even the original one had a blue hue. And I'm like, uh, what kind of <laughs> color expert do you have to be to spot a blue hue in any of these controllers?
3: I guess it is a slightly cool light.
1: Yeah. Hey, but. It, it, just having moved into a new
0: house, I actually have spoken to several color experts. So they, they're out there. You know, I've, yeah. I, had to, I actually had someone come in the house that kind of did some like, mutant ability stuff to us. They were like, I like the blue cup. And we're like, blue cup? This isn't a blue cup. It is. You know, it's, like, it's creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> they they're changed like, it. Color people. <laughs> it was yeah. like those
3: people with like... Uh, what's it called? Tetrachromia or whatever, where they can see like m- a million colors that we can't They like, like those crabs they can see like two hundred fifty six million. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's like Damiani with hit detection. They just have some kind of sense that like the rest yeah. of <laughs> us uh, like me for smelling dead mice. EA like Play Live will be on July 22nd. You know, around E3. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's like so sec- this is mean, but I'm so secretly happy. It's like it's so far away. It's Month like, and a half I later. don't have to care about well, it. Because it's be, like, bye.
0: Not there. Yeah, it's
2: like, <laughs> well, you really don't do anything interesting anyway, so yeah. bye.
0: Just this like, reminds like, me of like, when quarterbacks are about to get tackled and they just...
2: <laughs> you're like, that. what? That's not a pass. What is that? Like... Oh, it's like the youngest kid getting ignored, that. so it's like, I'm going to go put on my own show over here, yeah, and no one's going to go watch my
4: toys over here. The only
1: thing that makes me nervous about is it just shows that things you know, could still be more spread out this yeah. summer than we want. Yeah. We'll see. So I don't want to be doing E3 every week for it, two months.
0: It's going to be a weird summer it's just, just so like much. last, no matter what. Uh, we're getting a new fail frame.
1: Pachinko oh, slot machine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, there it, was. Uh-huh. Oh,
2: it hurts.
0: Uh-huh. It hurts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does Konami make Fatal Frame?
1: Uh, no. no, A movie Nintendo's director actually been publishing.
0: Is claiming interesting. I, I could dive in on this one. I just I, I'd be more curious to find out if anything happens to this legally after the fact. But a movie director is claiming that he created a monster in Resident Evil Village that we should probably shouldn't go into detail in case you haven't really gotten to it yet. Um,
3: there are a few actually. The, I saw a thing that that lined up a few of them. The the one the one looks. Pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. The others are like, kind of. Cl- I'm like, yeah, okay, but like, slapping blades instead of arms—it's like, tough that's with not, horror. That's not stuff that is so
0: crazy. out of control. But yeah, some of yeah. them, it's
3: just like, yeah, that's the same idea. Yeah, I, I believe metallic they probably gore just has had been around for like forty idea. years in
0: film, so it's like it's, like, it's kind of yeah. hard to.
3: They probably yeah, just had down, the, down, same
0: the same idea. Right, right, like, if like they win, it'd be fun to get into it.
1: For half the stuff, compare the heart. Oh sure, but the thing that's tricky to me with this stuff is like, okay, because he's like upset that they. They didn't credit him or whatever, etc. But it's like, even if they did take inspiration from that film that I'd never heard of before now.
3: Yeah, this is good for this dude. Like how much
1: does like, they don't need to credit him for like using similar ideas. Like it goes back to like the whole like Universal versus Nintendo over Donkey Kong, right? Like, oh, well, you know, it's like, it's a similar concept, but it's differentiated (laughs) enough. That yeah, you you can't copyright ideas. You can only copyright the
2: specific expression of an idea.
3: Yeah, if it's legally distinct, you're. Yeah, and like even
1: looking at the main one, it's like the most likely. It's like, I see differences right off the bat.
3: Yeah, one of them's got arms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of them clearly has arms. Yep. (laughs) A Dragon Quest 35th anniversary live stream is announced May 27th. Woo-hoo. But and, uh, what's that's the big yeah. deal about it? Uh, supposedly going to announce the next Dragon Quest game,
2: right? It's the first time in history it's ever going to be in English.
3: Oh, <laughs> I love that what, Dragon the announcement?
2: Quest now? Yeah, like uh, the, the, the the broadcast. Yeah. Oh. And
0: hot off the presses, Rambo and John McClane are coming to Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm assuming John McClane. They didn't say specifically John McClane, but they said Die Hard. They were like capital D, capital oh, did H, they? capital D, capital H in the tweet. I like, Is that die like hard. when they say Metroid? Like, some yeah, heroes die hard, Samus. other heroes blah blah blah, and then they had Rambo in the front? So okay, I like, don't. And it's called the, 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 the 80s tweet. action movie bundle. So I was like, okay, you know. But there was a leak before. You're saying so 80s action, yeah. and then say what Die if Hard. It's just and don't so... put John McClane in. That'll be interesting. What if
3: it's just the cop? Carl Winslow or whatever his name
0: is. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be great. Welcome to the party, pal. That'd be awesome. What is his name in that? <sighs> oh, no. I can't. Because I he's like, in two up, as just, like, well. I can't look it cause... Yeah. Uh... Damn. I can look it up for you. No, don't look it up for me because you should know. He says like a Billy Times Oh, you're movie. right.
1: You're right. Some heroes die hard. Others draw first blood. Totally. But I mean, I
2: know what his thing was. He he was, he he shot Cal- a. He no, it's sh- not Carl. It- he shot huh? a kid or whatever. So like, or, or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yep. I remember. Is it Carl? Yeah. What is it?
3: Uh, Carl is is the other character. Sergeant Al
0: Powell. Al
2: Powell. Sergeant Powell, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I failed. Boy, I'm not upset. I'm not
0: upset. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> I'm not so the
1: image shows Rambo in a jungle, and then it has like a slash, and on the left it shows like the tower. With the Nakatomi Plaza. Plaza, yeah.
4: Plaza. Let's go. Which you can see
3: if you drive down Olympic. I see it all the time.
0: Yeah, you see it all the <laughs> time. And every time,
3: time I point it out to Sophia, and she's so tired of hearing it. I really it. want to see
0: that. <laughs> always been to see if I can triangulate that Seven Eleven, if that market's still there that he buys the Twinkies
2: at. Because he walks yeah. out and looks
3: at
0: Nakatomi, and it's like,
3: oh, I wonder what street that is. And it'd have to be down like Wilshire.
2: There has to be a 7-Eleven Eleven. Let's pause the podcast and figure it out right let's now. Let's
3: figure it out.
0: <laughs> no, let's do Eleven Respect. Okay. Love and respect. From Juan Roland Jr. Need some help. Need help understanding the phrase Metroidvania. I personally haven't played any Castlevania games, and I understand I should correct this heinous act at some point, but I've Mm -hmm. played a lot of Metroid games, and I love them. Mm -hmm. When I look at Castlevania games, I see the side-scrolling exploration, boss fights, and some map exploration, but doesn't Metroid have the same thing? Your incredible insight is most appreciated. Amor e respeto. So an interesting angle to the question, other than just doing the service of explaining it. What does Castlevania bring to it? I mean, okay so the do this, is a morp-
1: this is a morphing of the term as time has gone on so basically metroidvania originally was essentially saying that like these castlevania games are being in the style of metroid games and then it just became like a way to describe any games that did what both of those two series had done after castlevania had done it so many other times in a row yeah. That it became part of Castlevania. Well, it hasn't they, done anything
0: since. Like, other than Lords of Shadow 1 and 2, there's no other Castlevania in, in recent memory to call upon, you know, that, like... Um, so, it is they very, both yeah, just, it's very much a they part of Castlevania's identity now. Yeah.
3: They both just did it. They did it early enough that, yeah, it became... They're the same.
1: Yeah, well, particularly if you look at the, like, the way the map, like, UI was between Super Metroid and uh, Symphony of the Night, like, it's... it It feels like they just essentially like did the same kind of interface um but yeah with the upgrades and all that kind of thing it's it, yeah it, it's really curious um how they they went in that direction and then it just it worked and so they kept going
3: i met this lady one time who had this tattoo on her forearm and it looked so familiar i was like what's your tattoo and she was like she held it out you know and i was like that that looks so familiar it's so cool you know and then it turned out to be the entire super metroid map nice <laughs> and i was like that is the, you are the coolest person who ever lived it's awesome
1: but yeah so i'd say rather than thinking of it in terms of oh what did metroid bring to it and what did castlevania bring to it i'd say it's more of what do metroid and castlevania do the same yeah because mm-hmm. Castlevania does things that Metroid doesn't even attempt, like with all like the the weapon drops and RPG or, elements yeah. and things like that. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, but I also don't think that's what the term is even. Yeah, as you said, it's not even applying to. It, 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 I think it's more of a design. I think mm-hmm. when you say Metroidvania, it's strictly from a design standpoint. It's the design and the, how you progress through the game.
3: Yeah, like getting items that let you go back and get access new areas, even though you passed. Yeah, I would it, say yeah. more yeah. recent
1: stuff. A continuous stuff, like world Ori, map. Yeah, or yeah,
0: probably needs world. more on the yeah. Metroid part of it than the Castlevania. Like their RPG trappings of the, the it, six the yeah. Symphony of the Night and then the three, the two It was we breaking
2: got, away like, from like you go. You're in a level. You go through that level. That's the only level you see you need to beat that level to advance it's like you can peek into another level like oh you can go left or right and you can peek into these levels but you can only go so far before you're met with something that says you can't go any further that that, that's whether it's an item or something else i mean early games it's items it has since evolved but i mean that that's all it really is and now you must go back and find a thing to move forward it was just yeah. challenging the linear progression of, like, side-scrollers and, like, t- what side-scrollers had been doing forever at that point.
3: The means of exploration Anyone is, who ha- is the Castlevania.
0: Anyone has played a lot of Metroid, Metroid and hasn't played a lot of Castlevania, or hasn't played any Castlevania, specifically Symphony of the Night On uh, for the, yeah, the DS and the um, Game Boy Advance, the, the other ones were are on, uh, has missed the joy, the dopamine rush of smacking something with a sword and leveling up and the game freezes. It's like, you leveled up. That, that is the best... It's one of my favorite yeah. level ups, mid-air. Just, go, like, leveled up. Because you never, like, do you, you, when you play Symphony, do you ever, like, track, like, how much XP you need? Like, every level's like, oh, cool.
1: No, <laughs> You know, it's, it's never shock like, every I time. made it.
0: You know, like, yeah. Right. Um, it's always a good rush. Um, and a good crew. These three panelists, I think, are an excellent crew to talk about Metroidvania. These are kind of our, I mean, you know, shout out to Ben and Brad, and, you know. Who Brad also for sure, this yeah. Huber screams Hollow Knight every week or so. <laughs> from Happy Gaming. Has a game ever been ruined for you because of the community or memes surrounding it? I know we can answer that now, but let me finish. <laughs> Most recently, I'm, of course, referring to the internet explosion of a certain character in RE8 being mated to a dominatrix step on my face mommy meme, which has become ubiquitous to the game's marketing and online presence of itself. Let's all just forget about the fact that this is a game in a spooky village and castle with scary werewolves and foreboding, tortured torture dungeons. Everyone, shut up. The internet wants the tall lady to step on him, and that's not even the first time Resident Evil has had this happen. Just Google Resident Evil Six logo and see how many results uh, show up before there's one involving a giraffe. In another yeah, example. Bowsette became an internet sensation overnight and likely became more popular than the game they were derived from. To me, at least, these sorts of things can be fun in a vacuum. However, when they explode to the degree that they overshadow the rest of the game with their proliferation, they can ruin my perception or enjoyment of something that I haven't seen it, why, why I ha- when I haven't even started it yet. Maybe the developers will slide a little knot in there and uh, uh, turn what was once a fun bit of snark into a reality that can't be undone. I think it makes me think of Mortal Kombat that's done that a lot in its history. Um. In the words of Chris Blazinski on his thoughts on the RE8 hubbub, quote, "I'm looking forward to that game, but I feel like it's kind of being memed out of existence before even coming out." To which point, to which he was politely asked to just let people enjoy the hot vampire. Am I wrong for wanting to enjoy a game on its own merits? Am I too sensitive to what feels like an inescapable internet hive mind that can't take anything seriously without turning it to satire? Has this ever happened to you, where your enjoyment of a game has been altered by outside influences? I mean the meme nature. I think is the most interesting part of I, this question. I
3: mean, for me, like for for me personally, the positive stuff, like like Lady D and stuff, like that's never impacted a game in a negative way for me. Like, if people are having fun and like enjoying a thing and making a fun thing out of it, like that doesn't, you know, don't don't you don't need to take it so seriously that that can ruin it for you. I mean, for me, the the things that ruin games are the other way around, where like people are so like pushy or or wackadoo about like their defense or constant recommendation of a game that it turns me off to it you know yeah more so
2: i i i don't think it ever crosses the line that for the in this specific instance it didn't cross the line to becoming annoying um i think it, it, it was like it was fun to see it, it yeah it was mostly positive that came out of it and people just having a good time and I don't think it took anything away from the game for me like it was like not even in like my thoughts when I played the game yeah, it was But like, I mean yeah. I understand it's different for everybody I think, think I can I, I'm trying to think of a game where it was adverse like meme culture I'm, I'm struggling at the moment but I can tell you something I had no interest in and I will never be interested in because the meme culture and the fan culture around it was so annoying and it was more in person annoying than just online annoying was, was Homestuck or whatever the heck it was called like I I don't know enough about it. It was just these fans of these horns or whatever that, like, like kind of, like, gothic horn creature things. And it was wildly popular on the Internet. But any convention you go to, they would, like, just be almost borderline, har- like, harassers. Like, in terms of, like, just being so large and kind of, like, disruptive and and, like... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You have the internet right in front of you. You could. <laughs> <Home laughs> um,
3: I'm not sure I should. I, mean. I,
2: I, I mean, it's not inappropriate or anything like that. It's like a oh. web comic series, and like it oh. might actually be really freaking good. But it's just home like Star? the home, No, not Homestar Star Runner. Uh, oh. It's. Oh, uh, break my game heart! If that community was. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, the Runner people
3: weird.
2: Here. Homestuck. I don't know if Homestuck's got the clout. It's called Ho- it's <laughs> Homestuck. Uh, yeah, it's Homestuck. Homestuck is a webcomic comic written, illustrated, animated <gasps> by American author and artist Andrew Hussey. Um,. Uh, but yeah, there's like some characters from this that people used to always cosplay and it seemed like cool, like cosplay games are awesome, like showing your enthusiasm is awesome. But they get so rowdy and rambunctious and like cause issues at conventions that they were getting in trouble that like I was like I never I have no interest in this series now because you've been so off-putting to me. But also to your point, Ian, when some, when when gatekeeping or communities get a little pushy and, like, those memes reinforce that kind of yeah. more, like, toxic view, that can get really annoying. Like, what we went through, you know, a little bit with Star Wars with the films recently, the, the sequel trilogy or, you know, in any, like, of the, the geek communities when that happens where people are like, oh, if you're not this, you're not a real fan like that. And, then, like, right. people make memes around that. Like, you didn't know this? haha. <laughs> it's like that. it. it when you, especially when you're being serious, I, like, get so... That's such a turnoff. I just try to struggle to remember that happened in the game series, honestly, to that I mean, extent, when yeah. it was so bad. The one
3: that comes to mind is, like, Nier Automata. I'm like, I got every ending. Leave me alone. <laughs> like,
2: no. I
0: played it. Shut up. Boy. I've dodged games before because I've been, been like, ah, I don't really know if I like the discourse around this, but I can't think of, like, a game I really wanted to play that I was like, well, I'm not playing it now. Or something that I was playing and enjoying, but was like, eh, people are being weird about and it. And also,
3: like, with with, I don't with have Resident n- that Evil specifically, like, oh, like Lady Dimitrescu, like, they, uh oh yeah, Rick and Morty. There you go. That's, long, one, like, that's one. That's one. Yeah. That's yeah. But um, like Resident Evil's always had like a little bit of that thirst, you know. It's it's always been oh, kind sure. of a sexy franchise. Oh, and I, can't, I feel like yeah,
0: I can't believe any PR for not just completely leaping on that bandwagon and being like, oh my God, oh, we yeah. did it. Because every any game that you're making, even if you're a big company at Capcom with a franchise like Resident Evil there's no guarantee that anybody's going to care. And that doesn't necessarily mean like your game's not going to get sales or they're going to be speaking about it negatively, but it's just like, you can see what the games are that everybody's talking about. Yeah. Um, and some games and like I league of legends they... are just always going to be huge, but like other games need to like own the year, you know, they need to come in and be the thing that everybody's talking about. So like, yeah. whatever it takes, whether it's like but I don't unless it's like executives th- harassing people. Like that that you don't want, but you know yeah. any kind of weird direction they can take your branding, uh if it's positive and it's you know, they were infatuated with this woman.
3: Well, and to address the second part of about like developers then changing the product to to include the meme or whatever, like I don't see any evidence of that in, in Resident Evil eight anyway. Oh, yeah. like, like they just had that game and then discovered that everyone loved Lady D, so they were like,
0: <laughs> Alright <laughs> like Go for it. You know. I saw their. Tw- I saw their. Their. Uh, we had a Twitter bet. And they leaned into it. The the bet in question. The oh, sure. The tweet in question. But not was in game. Like, yeah, yeah.
4: Look yeah, at yeah, that. Right. Right. That's yeah, social no. media. I mean, that's their. <laughs> but job. not in game. That's, I mean, like, that's yeah. That's, that's absolutely Fair media game. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't think of anything off the top of my head where, yeah, something like that ruined like my, because I because I think the way that it's coming across to me is it's like, you just see this character and now you, you can't. Take them seriously, right? You, you see her in the game, and she's just a big joke. Um, and I can't I think—I can't think of anything. Quiet,
3: like that. quiet. This oh, happened sure. to me a little bit, where where just like because Kojima was like you'll regret your words and deeds right. I, I kept i kept waiting to regret my words and <laughs> deeds and then I, the and whole deeds. game i was just like nah dude i think you're just thirsty <laughs> yeah for this i was <laughs> like was he just
2: like messing with me now and like, yeah, I was just would, like this is like well how much is
3: part of this joke <laughs> i was like okay yeah. this... so maybe that one did did a little
1: yeah uh, totally um Bowsette's not a real character though, no. right? That's, that's the thing so
2: that's the thing with Bowsette is like, yeah, it was the peach crown thing. And it was just like, I think it was like fans trying to be creative there because they went with like a bunch of different characters. Like yeah. what happens yeah. if it lands on different characters? Did they change it? It was like, yeah. like you know, it was more like ingenious, I think. And some of it started to be into like questionable territory. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it started off as like a kind of funny, wholesome thing about what if, you know, what if this happened? It was like, oh, that's that
3: would, kinda... be, would be a fox. I'm telling
0: you. Yeah. For I sure. think that's pretty much true across Nintendo is that the wholesome content and the unwholesome content are close <laughs> there yeah. it's one click away <laughs> it's a, it's a how, <laughs> yep. how long do you want to spend on the internet basically is the only thing yep. standing between yeah. you. one too
3: many one too far and some
0: Nintendo character
2: that it will be scarred yeah. forever <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: or your view of that That, that
2: recent SNL skit <laughs> yeah didn't need that thanks uh,
3: yeah. I didn't I haven't watched a single
2: one either. of have I, I just heard what involved and I was like uh never mind
0: Elon Musk is kind of a douchebag yeah <laughs> who said about big juice the one and then Wario's hard hard to tell who's the <laughs> uh, yeah wario being in charge of tesla would be interesting from Ebflow, Kodichua allies, I'm currently in the midst of listening to the Resident Evil 8 spoiler mode, and conversations about the ah. easy breeziness of the puzzles and extremely manageable inventory space have both cropped up. My question is, is there a place for a more classic RE experience out of 1, 2, and 3 in today's gaming landscape? The puzzles in those games, while not mind numbingly hard, were a little bit more obtuse, required more thought, or at least foresight as you had to compromise between carrying key items you weren't sure you would need quite yet, or valuable healing and offensive options for the road ahead. Understandably, this kind of ambiguity can lead to player frustration and could sour the experience for some, but for the people this clicks with, those aha moments that are much sweeter and the tension of what could be a survival horror game is that much more palpable. Is this kind of game design a relic of the past, or should developers feel encouraged to allow the player to get lost and make tough calls like these more often? Especially in an age where a quick Google search even on day one all it takes is all it takes to figure out if, uh, something if you're truly stuck. Is there even such a thing as making puzzles and inventory management too tough? I thought the balancing of craftable resources in RE8 was a wonderful callback to that sort of critical decision-making and would have loved to see a bit more of that throughout other aspects of the game myself. Love and respect, flow. Obviously not getting into spoilers or anything. Specifically right. talking about management yeah, and whether for, that's something not, we still want to do in 2021. Do we want to run back to the Village, item box?
3: <laughs> I think for Village, they were erring on the side of flow and like keeping the game moving. And so I think that they didn't want to bog it down and, and risk anyone getting stuck. At, at the risk of losing the people who like more classic puzzle stuff I said this in the in the spoiler mode but I would love to see Resident Evil do what Silent Hill has done in the past which has Silent Hill 3 has this for example like uh, a gameplay difficulty and a puzzle difficulty setting so you, so if you oh, like right. hard puzzles you can say like give me the hard puzzles which basically just like make the poem more obscure or whatever the, the clue is you know
1: so yeah, the Tomb Raider, the last Tomb Raider game did that thing where, I forget what the different things were, but like combat and exploration and puzzles were like separate oh, difficulty yeah. settings that you could do. So there's- I love that. Yeah, there's that. The other thing I was I was wondering was, because um, I didn't I didn't really play them, the Revelations games, how were they in terms of like classic puzzles and that kind um, of thing?
3: Yeah, a little a little more classic feeling than 8, certainly um and certainly 7 um yeah revelations feels kind of like a throwback a little bit in that way mm-hmm. i like revelations too a lot i haven't played it's one it's
2: been so long well, cuz i played those yeah, games yeah it's been a while I but I, I do remember
3: having to like push some stuff
2: yeah like the push stuff is fine like even like cuz i replay re4 a lot like even re4 has the, the, it's just like the type of puzzles, what, what they do. Like the ones where, like, the, the, the hanging painting one where you have to, like, flip them so a yeah. certain amount of people are hanging. It's like, it's straightforward. It's like, make it so six people are dead or stuff. A lot of that mm. stuff's always, like, fine. I think it's the, you said, Ian, it's pacing and spacing of them. When you go yeah. a long stretch without, like, any kind of real puzzle and it hits you with one and then that's it, and then you go for a while without it. I don't like that. I would like a game to prepare me in the first hour. This is pretty much what you can expect. You can add new layers onto it, but like, don't throw something significantly radically different that shifts the pacing of the game, And because to me it gets erratic, because I don't want to hit that roadblock. Like I'm, I'm moving along at a nice pace. I'm really enjoying my progress. I don't want to have to... Like, all of a sudden something new is thrown at me that like pumps those brakes. I'm like, oh no, I'm not liking this. Whereas like... RE2 and RE3 Remake, from the very get-go, you're dealing with inventory management. The game, it's yeah. about that, and like, you're trained from the very beginning, you're gonna have to deal with this. Same with RE7. For whatever reason, RE2, because it's also based on the older ones, I was just I was more accepting of that. It, it, it feels fine when it's like, it's not so much... It is a bit of a puzzle. It's like, oh, you, you got to come back here with the right things because you don't have the right thing right now and you don't have enough space, so I got to make your way back. But it crosses the line when it's, like, such a confusing layout on top yeah. of that that, like, you start getting lost. Like, Heisenberg's part, sorry, you know, was like, yeah. That That's was scary. where it's almost starting One. to cross the line. But I, 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 I concede I was very tired and I just got my second COVID shot. Finishing that part and replaying it, it's much more smooth. So, like, I don't think 8 ever really suffered from that problem. It was just a me problem at one part.
3: (laughs) Well, and something that Resident Evil does maybe better than, like, Silent Hill and stuff that I really appreciate is a good mix. Like you said, the spacing uh, of the puzzles is really interesting. But Resident Evil does a really cool thing where they, like, kind of... the, The looming threat of a puzzle... Is on your over your head for a while sometimes. Like in seven, a great example is like how do you get the shotgun? Like you know you have to deal with yeah. that for a long time. And like in all of almost all of them, there's some statue you got to put something on, and you see the statue or you see the painting, you have to exactly. do something. Exactly. You're, you're missing the 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 crest you have to put in there. You know, and like. That's a that's a, an ongoing thing that you're considering. And in the older games you have to leave space for that in your inventory and then go back there. So in this one the key items are on their own thing, so it's less of a thing. I like
2: there, the Resident Evil's usually does it the best when you need those items to progress so like you know you're going the right way when you're getting those things. Like that's how yeah. it informs you and I love that. And it, it, it does that really well at times, and those I think that's what makes a stronger Resident Evil game. But I also yeah. equally like when they do put some of that puzzle stuff behind optional stuff as well. Yeah, yeah So yeah. like it keeps you guessing. Like oh, that was even required to beat this part. Oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, like the little pinball ones aren't. Um,
0: yeah. Required at all. Yeah. And those are yeah. fun because you can't cheat those on a way back in. Like there's some puzzles like the the pass words <laughs> stay the same and everything. So you're just like oh, I just run up to the wall and just uh, you know o five o four whatever. And uh, but those things you got to get good at those. You got to remember, like, all right, the mm-hmm. ball drops down to this thing, and then I got to wind it around. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun, even yeah. on like the eighth playthrough. You're like, oh no, the the you know, the, uh, the castle uh, one, damn, money. or yeah, the one, yeah, um, the factory one. That one was tricky.
3: Uh, that was the only one I didn't find the ball for.
0: Time for bets. Next week's bet, Days Gone launches on PC on May 18th. When we record the podcast on May twentieth, how many positive reviews will it have on Steam? How many, you know, now what ranking will it be at? Overwhelmingly, or vary, or whatever. Just how many of those reviews will be positive of its Steam reviews? Uh, Ian, three thousand three hundred twelve. Okay.
2: Damiani, fifteen
1: hundred. Hmm. Bloodworth, four thousand two hundred twenty-one. Oh.
3: Ooh, I almost put four thousand. You got the it. high.
1: I feel good about that in case it blows up. I just did four thousand, so um,
3: ooh, feels good. All yeah. right, we got the
0: low locked in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This week's bet: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Wrath of the Druids launched uh, this past week. I want to know how long that first cutscene was, and I thought it was going to be when I got to the new area, and I feel comfortable in my selection of this, but. Um, Two things I was nervous about, like, what is the first cutscene? Is it going to be hard to discern? Uh, Am I going to be able to talk in this cutscene? So that's going to be kind of tricky. It's like, well, how long is it until they give me the option, and then it's really pausing it? Do we want to consider stuff? I went to a person at the dock in my homestead. Uh, They talked for a while. This was clearly a cutscene, and it was the beginning of the thing. And after it actually didn't go to... Ireland yet. I had to do some other stuff. So I'm like, okay, well this is clearly the beginning of the DLC. I don't want to count huh. just randomly the one where I get there. And it was it was definitely a cutscene. Um and it was definitely a longer one. Ben Moore bet three minutes, Ian Hink bet one minute twelve seconds, Bloodworth bet two minutes twenty one seconds, and I bet one minute twenty seconds. Against the first cutscene of Wrath of the Druids. One minute and forty seconds. I will play this at the end of this podcast if you want to listen to it to make sure. Or you can vote for yourself whether you think this is officially (laughs) the first cutscene. But, I mean, you you boot up the game, and it's like, Wrath of the Druid, you want to play it? Talk to that person. I talked to that person. That person talked to me for a minute and 40 seconds. Blood, you almost won this by a second. Oh. I was at 120. Oh, no, I would have been at one. Yes, wait. I was at 120. You were at 220. So if it's at 140. 221. So if it's at 140, I am 20 seconds away. Whereas you were forty. 41 seconds away right yes right never mind you were close at all <laughs> the way you explain that we have no idea jones jones bad math final scores now jovial penguins 11
2: my babies hiya max remember me i'm fred's hand
0: <laughs> vociferous beavers 10 let me tell you about patreon.com slash I don't know if you could feel Ian the energy when we recorded that Resident Evil spoiler mode. I was, I was. Oh, I was. Bursting losing at the my seams marbles. to talk about. We were Resident we
3: were Evil. all trying to scream over each other. <laughs> I was, worried that it would be unlistenable. We had a first, meeting a couple
0: like, days before we recorded it, and like you, it, was, it started to like it's like when a bandage opens up and they start bleeding again. You're just like, wait, wait, stop! <laughs> you know, like put a put a thumb in the dike. Like no, like we save this for the spoiler mode. Because that was it. I mean, that was, like, none of us knew how the other people, you know, I said I thought the ending was kind of weird. It was like, <gasps> you could feel the, the emotional ripples going through the crowd. So it was a um, <laughs> a dynamite conversation, a game I was so curious what the other allies thought of and um, varied opinions across the board. Um, and, uh, yeah, fun, but exclusive. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you're getting it on Sunday. If you are not a patron of Easy Allies, that and all the other spoiler modes we've done are behind that brutal $1 paywall. If you, want to, if you want to get all of that content very
3: fair $1 paywall oof.
0: minimum um, yeah if you want to if you want to jump in you get that in a lot of other fun exclusive shows but that one was really good I, when what I could tell it was like there's some kind of energy because we were oof um, doesn't always happen but uh, we're all going to be dialed in on that six people on that spoiler mode it's a lot of voices uh, at the very top of our Patreon is our shout out tier um, shout out to Nick before I even get into any of these names who actually was a yeah. patron actually was at the shout out tier last week but we did not give a shout out to them Ian you're going first I'm going after you Damiani, going after me in blood, you're going after Damiani as we shout out these wonderful patrons at our top tier, patreon.com slash Allies. Shout out to Caleb Togi Crawford, Edsger, so I'm Spider, so what? L. Thanis, Eds- Esdokal, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, and Nick. Shout,
1: shout out. out! Shout out! Shout out!
0: You like waited and you, you did it on one <laughs> podcast earlier. Know, you picked up on what i was doing you're paying too close attention yeah, to me yeah. this is work moderating this podcast let me have my fun <laughs>
4: <Jeez>. <laughs> all right, all right.
0: end of the shout out segment well, i get the last laugh because i get to end this podcast you hear
4: <laughs>
0: i get to promote an easy eyes video i'd like to promote i get the final word on anything i disagreed with once to reiterate or just popped into my head and i get to sign off with my trademark sign off hey i'm gonna start with the final word i enjoyed this podcast That's what they think. It's all of you. It was great. There's a lot of other crazy things. Hall of Fame. My math was bad. You know, I brought up the the, uh, court case two weeks in a row. I don't know nothing about law. And all of you were just, you treat me very well as moderator. I just felt good talking about all these issues. I just want to share that. I had a good time moderating this podcast. Next Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., I'm going to begin Mass Effect 1. (laughs) I am most likely going to start playing Mass Effect 2 after I'm done with Mass Effect 1, and then Mass Effect 3 when I'm done with Mass Effect 2. But I don't know. We'll see. Let's take one game at a time. That is going to be a full (laughs) playthrough from me on twitch.tv slash easyallies. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. is when I'm going to start that. I will maybe do it again on Saturdays mornings, or I will maybe do Saturday mornings just my other stream time that's worked out for me Animal Crossing and other things if Wednesday doesn't work out if I have to cancel that or something I'll try to pick those up on Saturdays uh, it's just stream for two hours I might extend that I don't know got a lot of Mass Effect to play is basically what I'm saying looking forward this is going to be my first time ever diving into the any of those time, games Yeah, not going to be at it for a long not time not going to get a lot of speaking of long cutscenes I'm just going to be probably listening to a lot of people talking on Wednesday but uh, very excited about that um, and cheers
3: Are you gonna do the lines? Yeah. we. <laughs> I love that.
2: Gotta include that word market before penetration, man. They teach that in college.
5: Perhaps you can aid me in locating Hytham. What is your purpose with him? I have brought a sampling of goods from Ireland. That is, if I can bring my ships to dock. Azar! I see you've met Eivor Wolfkist. Ah, so you are Eivor. In fact, I bring you a message from Ireland. I know no one in Ireland. The letter is from Dublin's king. Sadly, I seem to have misplaced it. The king of Dublin. Why would such a one write to me? He wishes to expand trade to England. The purpose of my bringing goods here. Azar is from the east, but lives in Ireland now. But in matters of trade, Azar, your king should petition Randvi. He claims to know Eivor. He asked me to accompany you on the trip there. I know no king, and I'm certainly not about to journey to Ireland. But first, Azar, you must build a trading post. In fact, where is your trade ship? Ah, yes. An unfortunate incident, most concerning. Trading rivals have blocked the river, and thus my goods... A blocked river hurts all, Ravensthorpe. Stay. I will put things right. As you see, Eivor is a person of action. Find me later, when the river is safely clear. Of course, my friend. I thank you, Eivor. I will find the King's letter in the meantime. You keep insisting that I know an Irish King. It is a fantasy.